When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Robin Akiva need a podcast And they need your help Can you make it onto the wheel? Robin Akiva need a podcast Yeah, they'll buy and sell Your ideas, they'll talk about it Till you've got it, you'll feel Every weekend, better attend You can guess what will be coming up next Robin Akiva need a podcast Yes, that's right, Robin Keep in need of podcast episode number 127. Uh, we are ready to go here today as we're going to talk all about spin offs today. Spin offs are trash uh, with Jason Reed. But first, let me bring in a man who the co host of this podcast, which you could say is the spin off of another podcast. Here is the great Akiva Winnaker. Akiva, how are you? Yeah, I hadn't really thought of this as a spinoff podcast, but a lot of people pointed out this week, this is just a spinoff. We, we spun off the Seinfeld podcast. Yeah, and we spin a wheel. That is true. It is a, it is a, we, yeah. Should we have a, what would a spinoff be where we just like spin a hundred things? Spin a hundred things? Like, like if we had a spinoff, like I challenge you to spinoff, Rob. Hmm. Would it, could we do sort of like a, you know, a public relations spin of like, uh, the spinoff is like, okay. Here's a celebrity having bad mm-hmm. publicity. It's a spinoff. Uh, you know, and then we have to try to like, uh, you know, uh, explain what's going on. Which celebrity? Uh, let's say Cinnamon Toast Crunch. That's a celebrity. I, you, that guy has not tweeted in a long time. Mm-hmm. Never, never be. See that, you know, they say you never want to be the main subject of Twitter that yeah. day. Yeah. That guy was the main subject. And, and, and now he's, he's deleted, basically. I wasn't talking about the guy uh, that, mm-hmm. that, that found the Cinnamon Toast Crunch. I was just talking about the right. brand. Yeah. Okay. Um, a little bit of a yeah, sequel I mean, of Robin and Keeping Need a PR firm. I think if they if they really dove in, and I know this is old news at this point, if they dove into like made like a, a line of like you know, and they don't have to really sell so many, but if they like dropped on the internet, like, hey, we're actually selling shrimp in our cereal, but there's only like twenty boxes. They make like a fake line of it. Mm-hmm. I think that's a fun way to jump into it. I don't know about how they would deal with the rat droppings though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like that just the exposure of the guy, I think, has sort of like outweighed the uh, like Cinnamon Toast Crunch. Like, they're like, who's laughing now? I mean, you'd still buy a box if you were a big Cinnamon Toast Crunch person, right? You just maybe double check uh, how slow me sealed down. it was. No. Okay. No. All right. Perfect. So, okay. Very All timely right. conversation. Let's bring in our guest this week who pitched this idea some time ago, only to hear his idea come up at the end of this year to get vetoed. So that season three, by whom? episode seven of Boy Meets World could come up featuring the woman who's married to the guy who tried to dock Cinnamon Toast Crunch only wow, to it all comes together. have it boomerang <laughs> back on him. Okay. All right. 
here is the great Jason Reed. Jason, how are you? I'm doing fantastic, Rob. It's always great to talk to you. And, uh, you know, Akiva's here too, I guess. Mm-hmm. Well, we're, we're, we, um, we have to be friends now. We're, I mean, yes. look, we're, listen, Akiva, you can take the week off. You didn't want to do this idea. Me and I Rob can do it do ourselves. It. This could be a spinoff of the spinoff. Raj Nap. Rob and Jason need a podcast. <laughs> We can do that, Akiva. You can you can take well, a week I off. Think, I think if it was Rajnap, I think the J should be silent. It should be like Runyap, you know, like <laughs> like mm-hmm. the J in the middle of that word usually would be silent, I think. But I hear I listen, people might be clamoring for that. Uh but I will listen, I did veto it. I was gonna veto any idea. You said, you know, we're we're I thought we're cool again once the idea comes up. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe maybe well, by the end of the podcast. The we'll, we'll, see, we'll see what happens then. after this. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Akiva tried yeah, to make Jason's first appearance. Mm-hmm. He tried to I'm make working. Rose I'm working on a game show. It's okay. I'm working. Okay. I have, I have a lot of experience in trying to get podcasters who are upset at me less upset at me. Mm-hmm. Let's see if it works. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, Akiva, how was your week this week? I was very good. Passover just ended as we speak. I did. I did a, a diet coke uh, diet, like no diet coke, no coke zero this week. Yeah. Why? For uh, cause you couldn't really find like kosher for Passover bottles. Um, I, and so I, this is the longest I've gone without Coke zero in many years. So, uh, it's a little bit, I'm detoxing a little bit, but other than that, do you mind good. if I ask a follow-up question to that? You ask a hundred follow-up questions. So when you say that you couldn't find kosher for Passover bottles, yeah. does that yeah. for, for Passover, do you need to keep a different kind of kosher? Yes, there's, yes, absolutely. There's a I lot no of idea. different, there's a lot of things you can't eat like anything like obviously bread is the main thing you can sure eat, but yeah all sorts of uh i don't know it's it's a lot to get into but yeah the, all sorts of things like that can eat and um and eat matzah and mm-hmm. so there's certain things like that are still on board meat and chicken so there's plenty still to eat but uh and i don't know what's different about the kosher for passover uh, coke zero although if you if you shop uh if you pay attention like a lot of them have different colored caps in all the stores like mm-hmm. the passover so you might have bought it, and if you were a Coke buyer, and not even realize. Yeah. But would you say is Coke Zero a spinoff of Coke or Diet Coke? I think it's a spinoff of Diet Coke. What do you think, Jason? Diet Coke, yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's a, it's a Diet Coke spin-off. spinoff of a spinoff. Yes. Yeah. yeah. What's what's the show that had the most spinoffs of a spinoff? Probably Star Trek, I guess. No, Happy right? Days. Happy Days. People wanted us to do Happy Days as one of these three shows. And uh, I feel like Happy Days I, is really just technically a spinoff. It's not like a real spinoff of like a sitcom. It's like a spinoff of a type of variety show, I think. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But what show had the most things spinoff of one show? Like, I think Happy Days is the answer. Well, what are the main? So people wanted us to watch Joni Loves Chachi. I mm-hmm. thought we'd get called hardcore boomers. The B word was going to be mm-hmm. thrown around. We did not. We did not. Um, uh, I didn't think we needed that. We have not. Yeah, I don't think it'll be in the description. People don't know yet what what, what we're watching. I think that's like a surprise almost. No, but, um, you can't do that. You have to give people the links so that if people want to watch the shows. What if we did it, but it was like a link where you have to click on something so they could not be spoiled? Why what are you making so much extra work for the hardworking people behind the scenes of Rob's podcast? Just who is this for? I don't know. Maybe people somewhere are like, wow, it could be anything until they know what we're watching. Their their hopes are. are I don't think that that's the experience that the listeners like. And if they do, they won't read the description. Yeah. See, I like that Jason's here. Jason, can you settle this irrelevant argument for us, please? I think that you have to put the links in the description because people are going to want to watch the shows before they listen to the podcast. So uh, according to a quick Google, uh, All in the Family had uh, the most spinoffs. Shows that spun off of All in the Family include Maud, Good Mm -hmm. Times, 
the Jeffersons, and uh, I, have to, I have to turn off all these pop-up ads. Uh, Archie Bunker's place, checking in Gloria and seven oh four Hauser. Ooh, some real uh, classics in there <laughs> that I've definitely heard of. Yeah. Okay. All right. So. We're going to talk about, uh, uh, so do you want for the audio, in the description, you could see all the shows that we're going to watch. Would you like to talk about them one at a time, Akiva, and not say what's coming up? Well, it'll be confusing if we, if we analyze all three shows no. at the same uh, time. Come on. <laughs> come on. You know what I mean? <laughs> yes, yes. Well, why, I, I why are you being of, difficult today? I'm not, I don't think I'm being, Jason, am I being difficult? No, of course not. I think he's just showing okay. off for me, right? Yeah. Okay. I'm showing, uh, oh man. Yeah. Um, <laughs> don't embarrass okay. me in the front of my friend, Jason. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, Yes, we could say all three shows we watch because I want I want uh, there I do think there's a through line between the three shows, and I think uh, I think oh. it's worth uh, talking about. Yeah, is it that they're all spinoffs? Well, yes, you nailed it, Rob. Yeah, <laughs> they are all spinoffs. Yeah, well, I uh, think that it's uh, three interesting concepts here are being uh, spun off. Where that in the, uh, well, you want to say what the shows are? Uh, yes. Yeah, so the shows we picked, and really was listener. Listeners submit a lot of ideas. I mentioned Joni Loves Chachi got a lot. Frasier got a lot. And we're going to cover Frasier at some point. So I, I, we opted again on Gilmore Girls similarly. So the three shows that were the most commonly requested that we ended up picking were... Um, we start, we're starting with Joey, the Friends spinoff, mm-hmm. which I believe got two seasons. And then we're gonna wa- we watched Saved by the Bell, The College Years, which got one season in prime time. Mm-hmm. And uh, then we're going to... We, I, I figured a little bit of a twist... Uh, this was submitted by Naomi, Naomi Calhoun. She said, why don't you watch the unaired pilot of How I Met Your Dad, which is the How I Met Your Mother spinoff that filmed the pilot and then never went to series. Yeah. Starring, uh, I believe, Greta Gerwig. And uh, yes. I thought that, was, uh, that would be fun to watch. So yes, those are the three shows we're covering today. And stylistically, I think we have three different types of spinoffs. Uh, Joey, I think, is the traditional one character taken from the old franchise, uh, gets to be the subject matter of a brand new show. Uh, Saved by the Bell, the college years is like a little bit of a, you know, uh, relaunch of the show. Uh, we see that more nowadays of like, uh, where something has been gone for like 15 years and it's just like picking up with uh what the characters are up to now uh and then how i met your dad is like a a entirely like only the concept is the same uh, that we're basically just a a complete reboot of the franchise in how i met your dad uh unsuccessfully uh such in that it was only one episode all right but we're gonna open things up talking first about joey uh but Jason, could you tell us that what attracted you to spinoffs uh, that you wanted to do a spinoffs are trash episode? So I'm a big fan of story. So like I like to go beyond the main when there's a continuation of the story, whether it be, you know, a continuation like a Fuller House or say by the college years mm-hmm. or a spinoff about a side character. I like to continue the story and see where everything see what's happening, especially in shows like where they get spun off and then you get guest appearances by, you know, the characters from the main show. Um, not in the case of Joey, where none of the friends wanted to ever come on the show because it was Joey. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so what episode of Joey are we watching, Akiva? We're watching an episode called Joey and the Big Audition. Yeah. Where he pretends to uh, be from Northwestern. Yes. Uh, the, in order to get into some old boys network that he can uh, 
sort of get get gigs from joey is an is a working actor in la in in the joey spinoff yes now i was so confused here as we were watching this because that i was under the impression that we were watching the first episode of joey and as i watched this episode today i'm like boy they just jump right in no context uh, <laughs> whatsoever i'm like waiting to hear a little bit more about who these people are and uh, what Joey is up to in Los Angeles. I'm like, this is like a, a odd choice for the pilot. Yeah, I thought the pilots, and we're going to watch a pilot today. I don't want to watch three pilots because I, I, I just think that's too much exposition. There are very few jokes sometimes in pilots. Uh, I thought it'd be interesting to, like, we're not going too deep. And again, these, these shows didn't get deep. You know, Say by the Bell got two seasons. Joey got one. And How I Met Your Dad never even made air. It's like, we're, we're only watching a few episodes in. I think this is episode 10, which is the deepest we're going to any of these shows. Uh, I, yeah, I, I figured like, all right, the first couple episodes, a lot of times you're also ironing out the kinks. So like, this is like the best they have to offer. I think this is one of, per IMDb, this might be the best episode of Joe. <laughs> wow. <laughs> okay. Uh, could we set up the plot of Joey, Jason, uh, that uh, who, who are the characters here that, in Joey? So Joey moves out to L.A. to, you know, boost his acting career. Um, he moves in with in an apartment complex with his uh, in the same complex as his sister and her son, his nephew. Um, so that's those are the characters. Uh, Drea De Mateo, who uh, Nicole says you know knows from Sopranos. Yes, she's uh, uh, Drea De Mateo's biggest stand. Yeah, so uh, she is Joey's sister, and the awkward guy in the show is her son, Joey's nephew. Um, Joey's nephew ends up moving in with him. Um, there's also a quote unquote love interest who doesn't start out as a love interest who is Alex, who is one of his neighbors in the apartment complex. Okay. Yeah. This uh, familial relationship is bizarre that Akiva, in 10 years of friends, does Joey ever mention his sister, Drea DiMatteo? Right. She, I do not, listen, I'm not a friend, Stan, so don't come for us, but I do not believe that she is a character. And there's a lot of family members who show up. A lot of times it's stunt casting, right, on friends. Uh, I don't think so. Dre, this is is this right after the Sopranos yeah. that she's getting this gig? Yes, but it's not Soprano- after. It, it is after her uh, ending oh, okay. of uh, the. <laughs> yes, after it's post long term parking for <laughs> right. Uh, um, but she's clearly like the second, you know, like the second lead. Like it's a big get. Yeah. Um, I don't, first of all, did, did any of the friends? I believe one or two of the friends do show up on no. Joey. They never None, show up on Joey. Never. Wow. None of them. By the way, this is why we have Jason here. Jason really, mm-hmm. really knows his stuff. Maybe Jason could be like the stat guy who like always tells us when we're wrong. Because <laughs> he, um, could we? I, I was wondering. Uh, maybe it makes sense to do this later. Like, what would have been the best spinoff of the six? And is Joey the worst of the six? Hmm. Like, I think would the Phoebe problem have been better. Yes. No. I think the problem with Joey was that he was like you know the comedic you know, laughter in the, in, in friends. And he was mm-hmm. never given much of a backstory or much of a, anything on friends. So when he gets his own show, it's like, who really cares? Um, I think probably what would have had the most success is Monica and Chandler and whatever they would be up to after, you know, mm-hmm. the show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that would be a twofer if you could get, yeah, uh, I think they yeah, needed two. I think, Monica I think ultimately Jason's, Jason's right. They needed two of the six. Well, I think a successful sitcom is sort of like you want your main character to be quirky, but not like totally like a character. They're sort of like your point guard where they're basically they're the nucleus where you have like the wilder characters who are sort of like uh, more on the periphery who come in and they get sort of like a lot of the big punchlines where your main character basically 
is sort of just like, you know, moving around and you're sort of following their life. But it's the other wacky people that are, you know, uh, scoring all the points. And Joey was that on Friends. He was not sort of like your main leading man on the show. He'd come in and drop like, uh, how you doing? Or say something dumb, get a big laugh. But he wasn't necessarily the person that you would build episodes of the show around. Now we go to Joey and it's very hard to have like any show, like try to think of like the popular show where the main character is a dumb idiot. There aren't many. (laughs) It's usually the main character is like the normal person and every they have all like bizarre friends and relatives. Yeah, I think with like with friends, you had Monica, um, Ross and Rachel, who all had kind of a history together, even before friends. If they had gotten into a spinoff, they would have had, you know, a lot more backstory to go mm-hmm. through and would have had more history for the viewers. Joey didn't have any of that. Joey just, yeah, you know, you follow this one guy. Yeah. And I think that Phoebe probably would have also been a struggle to have her because she's such an eccentric, quirky character to have her as the lead. I think she would be like better as a side character. And then I think that of Ross uh, uh, is probably too unlikable, although uh, uh, no dig at Shannon Goss, who says that he is the best friend's character. But I think that uh, any combination of Monica Chandler or Rachel, I think, probably would have been the home run. For sure. Actually, Phoebe actually was going to have a spinoff, but that never got developed. I think Joey really scared them off of that. Phoebe was going to be living with uh, Aisha Tyler's character, Charlie, from the show, who was mm-hmm. Ross's girlfriend at some point. Yeah. But that never even got developed. Okay. So, co-leads in that instance, where right. Aisha Tyler would have been sort of like the more grounded person, and Phoebe would have been like the right. more wacky person. It's, it's very hard to make a sitcom where the main character is the wackiest person on the show. Mm. Yeah, and and the number two it has never really done comedy, to the best of my knowledge. Like, Drea Dimitero, Teo, like, even if you love her on The Sopranos, which sometimes can be funny, especially for a drama. Like, no, like who said she could be a sitcom star? You know. Well, I don't think she's bad in this. Do you, do you think that she was uh, hurting the show? Um, I don't think so, but I think it relied too much on like the the cast was not big enough. Mm-hmm. Like, there's it's really Joey, it's his sister, it's his agent who's like overacting, but is like pretty mm-hmm. funny and is gets a lot of the laughs. And then uh, the brother is kind of just there. Yeah, yeah. I feel like yeah. it's missing something. All right. So, yeah, this episode involves uh, Joey is trying to get an audition. First off, uh, that I do feel like it's the laziest idea to do a spinoff of characters live in New York. And then what do we do for the spinoff? Uh, move them to Los Angeles. <laughs> yeah. Go to the big, bigger city. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, that's been done a million times before in uh, TV and movies. You almost never see like uh, somebody moves from Los Angeles to New York City. Like uh, that side of the uh, transaction is almost never featured in anything. Hmm. You don't get a lot of you don't get a whole lot of going big to small either. Like from L.A. to like a Oklahoma or something like that. Mm-hmm. You get you have you had some of that, but not a lot. Yeah, maybe the simple life. I think that's about yeah. it. <laughs> is that where they were, Oklahoma? Maybe <laughs> they were all over the place. You should watch a simple life with Chappelle. <laughs> yeah, see, he's a fan. I think. I that's, think. Yeah, I think one that, of his favorite shows, like of a time and play. Yeah. Um. Okay. So, all right. What do you do? You want to talk through like sort of just like the big storylines? I don't think we need to do like a uh, blow by blow of the episode. Sure. Sure. Joey is uh down and out on his acting work after his gig is 
Dr. Drake Ramora. That was his big uh, 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 soap role. Do I have that right? It was on Days of Our Lives, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so he is uh, looking for work and he's going well, to... I think, his- I think on the Joey show, he just like turned down a big job, I think. Why? Which was nurses. Well, was Well, in the pilot... In the pilot, yeah. he has to choose between two shows, and the show that he chooses gets canceled rather quickly. But the show that he did not choose ends up being a big hit. Ah, okay, mm, okay. Wait, have you seen all of Joey, Jason? I have not seen all of Joey. Um, uh-huh. I watched it a little bit when it first came on, but I didn't remember remember any of it. So mm-hmm. when I pitched this, I did watch the pilot of Joey um, just to brush up. So I know about the pilot and now this episode. Can you tell us about what happens in the pilot? They sort of like, uh, explain a lot of the reasons for his move because I do not think it is mentioned in the friends finale. Right. Yeah. I mean, the whole reason for his move was that he got these two parts that he has to choose between. Like that was what brought him out there. Um, so like I said, he chooses the wrong one that gets canceled and he's, you know, downtrodden with the fact that he's, you know, he picked the wrong one and his show that he did not pick went big. Um, so he decides to just stay out there and try and make it. Now, we did not hear about the Joey theme song in the TV theme song uh, bracket. <laughs> Akiva, do you have any thoughts the on the opening version. credits to Joey? Can you play it? I mean, I, I like... It's, I, it's not even worth even playing it. it. It's just, I don't yeah. even remember it. It's very, I just it's, watched it like a few hours ago. It's very forgettable, but the title sequence is almost like a shot for shot, super similar to the Entourage opening uh, theme credit. Oh, interesting. Uh, both shows, I believe, premiere in 2004 uh, that I wonder, is there any sort of like, did one person have an idea and it was sort of like one of those like uh, deep impact Ar- Armageddon type things? Hmm. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I Like Joey and Entourage ripping each other off sounds right. <laughs> 2004, 2004 is, is the peak time where, you know, driving with a you know convertible you know down in the wind seems like a really fun thing to do yeah okay so i'm trying to see uh when when is the entourage premiere uh so entourage uh so this is uh our first uh season premiere of entourage uh premieres july 18th 2004 joey premieres uh but uh two months later september Mm. of 2004 I just think that's what was happening. Like Jason said, in 04, people were just mm-hmm. driving with uh, convertibles. Driving with convertibles and around the sites of uh, like famous landmarks of Los Angeles. Uh, that's what's going on. In Cooler the- entourage. Uh, uh, Vinny Chase or Joey Triviani. Well, does Joey have a, a cool entourage? He has his sister yeah. and his nephew. Yeah, sister, nephew, the agent. Probably, I mean, that's Joey's is probably less problematic. Mm-hmm. That's for sure. That's yeah. for sure. Um, so... Um, we see Joey go to talk to his agent, who's one of the uh, main characters. Okay, a better agent, uh, Joey Tribbiani or Vinny <laughs> Chase? That's a good. That's a good question. Yeah, I think uh, yeah, Joey's agent is like is really the comedy, the comic relief yeah. of the show. Like she's she gets in a million a lot of the things. Good lines. It's actress uh, Jennifer yeah. Coolidge. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's like um, just like uh, her IMDb is endless. Uh, she's like um, rarely like the lead of anything. But well, she's like she, character actress you know, but you can't really name any movie she's been in off the top of your I head. I would say that uh, the role I probably know her best for is uh, I believe she is Stifler's mom. Yes, yes. Oh, she's the mom. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So 
Uh, but, you know, big character uh, trying to get Joey a gig. And somehow the, he ends up at this uh, party. And what was the relationship of the woman whose party it was? That's the neighbor um, who is who is not really a love interest, but turns to a love interest later. Ah, OK. Mm-hmm. So he's at his neighbor's house because they knows she knows some people. And it turns out it's an alumni event for Northwestern University. Meet Steve Carpenter. Jason, uh, he is a, a producer and a graduate of Northwestern University. Yes, he's a big wig and he knows a lot of other big wigs that came from Northwestern. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. Uh, now, Joey is uh, not a graduate of Northwestern, uh, but he quickly learns about the Northwestern Mafia, Akiva. Yeah, I, I mean, I have uh, some experience with Northwestern Mafia. You don't want to cross them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Hannah Shapiro, Ali Lasher. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't know that there's like, you know, do, do, I feel like, you know, my school doesn't have this big like alumni network. Does yours, Rob? Does yours, Jason? I don't know. Oh, yeah. There's a huge uh, Oswego <laughs> Mafia. But apparently the Northwestern network isn't that big because Joey immediately gets like a ton of responsibility after he like lies and said he's from Northwestern. They give him a whole bunch of things to do. Yeah, mm-hmm. they put him right to work. That's true. Yeah, they even know this guy. He's interviewing people for their like, for, <laughs> yes, he for has, the college. He has approval. Yeah, he can single handedly allow get people to the college. This person who's faking having gone there. Yeah, I didn't he know this that. that Northwestern basically runs Hollywood. Mm-hmm. Who knew? Northwestern Northwestern famously has the most because they have medieval journalism school. They have like the most uh, like sports journalists. And anytime they win like a big football game, there's like a disproportionate amount on Twitter of like, wow, Northwestern won a game. But mm-hmm. yeah, I didn't know they also run Hollywood. That's pretty wild. That is crazy. Yeah. And so Joey is uh, then quickly going to pretend that he is uh, a Northwestern alumni so that he can uh, get all of the benefits of being in the Northwestern mafia. And Steve Carpenter is going to send him for an audition for a show called deep powder which is supposed to be a uh, baywatch on skis jason were you a baywatch guy i was not a huge baywatch guy mm-hmm. akiva should we put baywatch into the fishbowl well people wanted Baywatch. is there like a crazy baywatch spinoff i saw a little bit there. Baywatch yes, nights. Uh, baywatch nights where hasselhoff becomes a private detective yes mm. for some reason. we have we to mention hasselhoff bunch- it's hasselhoff week he's on every single podcast Oh, um, should we? Yeah, I, we could put Baywatch in the fishbowl. Mm-hmm. Well, should That's we put Baywatch or Night Rider in the fishbowl? Oh, okay. What um, do you think? Let, I don't know. Put the crappy reboot of Night Rider in the fishbowl. Should we watch both? Maybe as like a, a two and one. A Hasselhoff week. Hasselhoff week. Hmm. You want to hear the plot idea. lines for either of those? Please. Yes. Let's do that. Okay. Uh, let's see. Baywatch. Season three, episode seven. I don't think I ever watched an episode of Baywatch. Me neither. Me neither. Mm-hmm. Okay. Are you saying that uh, f- uh, facetiously? No, I don't. I mean, I don't think anybody like a full episode of Baywatch. I don't think so. Like, oh, it's like on. You're like, what is this for a minute? But I don't think. Uh, mm-hmm. Okay. I don't think I watched that right. either. Baywatch season three, episode seven is called Point Doom. Uh, and in uh, this episode, Matt. Uh, Matt is David has oh no Matt is uh, David Charvet David Charvet uh, who uh, who is he married to he, uh, that he's married to uh, Brooke Burke I Brooke believe. Burke yes that he was on uh, the, when she was on the Schwarzenegger Celebrity Apprentice that he showed up 
Um, so uh, Matt meets and befriends a mysterious but attractive woman who challenges others in illegal motorcycle races. After the girl crashes during the motorcycle race, Matt suspects the opposing biker of sabotage, and he becomes determined to seek revenge against the guy in a grudge motorcycle match. Meanwhile, Mitch, that's David Hasselhoff, uh, uh, goes into a vigorous training for a swim event with Stephanie and Garner as his trainer, unaware that he is the victim of a prank. Also, Guido asks CJ, played by Pamela Anderson, for a little help after he's threatened by a huge guy at the beach for flirting with the man's girlfriend. Nicole well, Eggert I feel like we don't even have to watch episode. anymore. Yes? Yeah. You're, you're out on that one, Akiva? I don't know if I'm out, but I feel like I know I've seen it now. I don't know. Oh, you, that's coming back <laughs> to you? No, no, no. I'm saying now that I've heard the whole description. It's like, mm-hmm. what else? What more do we need? Oh, okay. And then season three, episode seven of Knight Rider. Uh, I believe it's called Night in Disgrace. Oh, okay. Well, actually, no, I'm one. I'm one. Ahead. That's season three, episode eight. Uh, it's called The Rotten Apples. Michael and Kit help defend a psychologist who is housing a bunch of unruly New York kids on her ranch from local cattle thieves. Mm, hate cattle thieves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, unru- unruly New York kids sounds like uh, that's up our alley. Yeah, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. So let's see what the audience uh, reaction is for more Hasselhoff in the fishbowl. All right. Mm-hmm. But Joey is going to, he was going to be a part of this show called uh, Deep Powder. And he is going to audition for a part of the, uh, what's it, Lang- Langdon is the name of the part that he thinks he's going to read for, Jason? Yeah, I believe so. Is he a Langdon or a Langston or something like that? Yeah. Uh, so he goes to the audition, meets a woman named Katie Harper. She is from Purdue, uh, Northwestern's rival. Akiva, I didn't know about the Northwestern-Purdue rivalry. I mean, it's funny because they're like two of the worst schools in the Big Ten. I mean, Northwestern's in Chicago. Purdue is in Indiana. That's weird that it's like, I mean, they each have to have a rival. Like, I guess Purdue should be Indiana because they're mm-hmm. the University of Indiana. Uh, I think that's a fake thing. I'm not sure. There must have been like seven Northwestern writers in this writer's room yeah. just to come up with the subplot. That's my <laughs> guess. <laughs> so uh, Joey, unfortunately, uh, finds out that he's not reading for Langdon. He's reading for Langdon's dad. Yeah. Never a good no, it's, day. It's when you're... Katie's dad, actually. Oh, uh, sorry. The, the, uh, the actress. Sorry. Yes. With. He's not uh, going to be the reading for the main guy. He's reading for a dad on the show. And so... Uh, Joey can't believe it, Jason, because he has now been cast as a person who is uh, not the hot young guy, a dad. He is distraught. He even does the line for the hot young guy, which was, was a pretty good part. Um, but then he finds out that the, the part he's reading for is a father of the girl he's flirting with, which was a good twist, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, good twist. Uh, definitely like some awkward moments in the audition, Akiva, when Joey is doing the audition with the woman that is his daughter, but is also a woman that he is uh, going to be going on a date with. Well, especially when he starts making out with her. <laughs> well, he tries to. He mm-hmm. tries to. Um, was the woman in the audition uh, the same woman from Austin Powers who was also in iCarly, the episode that we watched that had the Randy Jackson uh, shrine? Yes, it was. Yes. Okay. So look at her. She's like a patron saint of uh, Renap. 
Oh, it's funny. That's a good catch. Mm-hmm. I wonder, like, who's been in the most random like episodes that we've covered. Like, <laughs> yeah, which person has like the most Renap IMDb? Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, yeah, she's gonna be up there with Whoopi Goldberg on Mount Renatmore pretty soon. Mm-hmm. So, all right, um, and then ultimately, uh, I thought there was a funny line when uh, Dre Di Matteo goes with Joey to the audition. And then she's trying to, uh, one, she's like offering like the flasks to uh, other people that are competing with Joey and like, hey, you like Jaeger? Uh, and then they tell her, uh, I'm sorry, ma'am, uh, we're not reading for the part of angry prostitute until tomorrow. And she's like, what? Oh, you think I'm an actress? Like, uh, she was sort of flattered <laughs> about that. Um, she gets Joey back on track by kissing Joey on the mouth, Jason. Uh, was, was that unsettling? It was this. This episode really devolved rather quickly into an episode about a uh, weird incest. It was weird. Yeah. It was odd. Yeah. Again, uh, Akiva, it's hard to build a show around the character where, like, one of his like main character traits is that uh, he's just uh, like super horny all the time. Uh huh. Yeah. Right. Like Are we supposed to say not, uh, Randy? Thirsty. What, what, yeah. Thirsty. Thirsty. <laughs> yes. Um. Yeah. That's funny. I. I there's a lot about Joey that was never meant to be the main lead. Like Joey is, is a second, um, like a second banana type of character. Like he should not be, mm-hmm. he shouldn't. Yeah. So it makes sense that like a lot of his characteristics to which played well when he's like the fourth guy running into the apartment, don't play well when he's your hero. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you think, should they have altered the character of Joey Tribbiani, which is hard because that he was, such a big part of the show for 10 years we're either like Frasier where he's a side character and then he gets the spotlight you can now start to like color in Frasier a little bit more like he's not as well defined as somebody who is a principal here Joey is a principal I mean it's hard to now sort of like sort of like kind of make him more normal and down to earth when you get to making Joey well, the show itself tries to kind of give Joey like a uh, surrogate father role to his nephew. Like, you try and put that on him a little bit where he's, you know, more emotional and he's, you know, helping this kid out being a little less nerdy. Um, that's like established in the pilot. So they, they try to add more layers to him, but the overarching layer that always gets, gets through is the, the horn dog, Joey. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Even the episode opens Akiva with, uh, he's talking about how he's having a hard time meeting women and then his nephew is like oh it's like well it's good to see that you know uh you of all people are actually struggling and then a woman like walks downstairs and it's like hey thanks for last night uh and he's like well i, I didn't say it was impossible mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah by the way um i was looking for what the northwestern connection is that they like made it such a big plot point mm-hmm. john quaintance the director of this episode went to northwestern per his twitter yes okay um joey is like working for like the alumni office and having to like make donation like does any school make their alumni call up other people like and ask for donations like uh that does not seem like something traditionally you would have the alumni of your school be doing yeah that's a good question like right you would ask them to like the interview stuff is realistic right you might ask alums to interview sure to do an interview especially if they're living in a specific city but right, give asking them to call a third party is it was nothing they'd ever do. They mm-hmm. have 
people on staff whose job it is to hit up rich people for money or yeah. alumni for money. So when I was in college, I got an on-campus job and I got a job working at the call center of calling up the alumni and asking them to make uh, donations. And he had like a binder with the whole script in it. And I remember uh, it was brutal. I went one night and then I, I, I never went back again. Did you get you didn't get any donations? I don't I don't recall. I mean, it was just like uh, I mean, that that's is, like a rough cold call. It's like a personal cold call. And it's like you're still going to get a no. That's rough. I can't do cold calls. Basically, like uh, podcasting is the opposite of cold calls. It's like mm-hmm. uh, I put the thing out there. If you want it, you come get it. Like, I'm not mm-hmm. like banging on anybody's door. Like, uh, excuse me, sir. I have this podcast where I talk about a bunch of crazy things. I really think that you might be interested if you wanted to check it out. Uh, it doesn't cost anything if you want to listen to it. Uh, it's like, go away. Uh, I don't like that. I have a movie pitch for us. Yes. Should I save it for the movie pitch episode? We're going to no, give it to us now. What if, it, what if it's called Hot Call? Hot you have calls. a guy. Okay. A guy. Hear me out, Jason. You have a guy. Sounds who, dangerous. He, uh, let's say it's like, all right, here's the hundred people on a cold call tomorrow. He does research on them and every single person he calls, like he knows like everything about their family and their life. So he's doing a cold call, but he's like using all the information he has. Hmm. Is he threatening or is he like being, you know, there has to be a twist because otherwise it's like what's past. One yeah. Episode. So basically this guy has like some like good leads. Mm-hmm. He's oh, <laughs> good leads. All right. So maybe this, <laughs> should that be the name and not hot calls? Good leads. Good leads. Yeah. Yeah, but right, they're right. So Jason's point, like there, there needs to be a, a like a another catch, or else there's no show. <laughs> yeah, hot call so, like, sounds like it might be on like uh, Cinemax. Mm-hmm. Yeah, twelve thirty at night. <laughs> yeah, what what if there was? Yeah, what if there was like uh, like he starts off nice, but if they say no, he's like, well, your cousin Danny wouldn't like it if you said no. Like he gets in, like he gets very threatening. Mm-hmm. It's a horror show. What if he's You're an arsonist? Something happened to your sister. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It says uh, it was, yeah, basically it was shame if one two three Elm Street burned down tomorrow. <laughs> He's an arsonist. So okay, all right, whatever you want, sir. We burn down your house if sure. you if you don't. All say right, yes here's to my head. donation to Northwestern <laughs> University. <laughs> Please, I don't right, want to see that, anything burn. My 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 show's in turnaround. It's not as good as the president. Uh, uh, <laughs> you know, <laughs> takes everyone out of jail. Mm-hmm. Okay, all right. Anything else I'm going to say about Joey? I, like I think they could have hit the casting better. I think they're probably one character short. I do wonder if they should have. I guess the idea is like he ha- always like tries to have a different love interest. But I think if you had like a really good comedic actress as his love interest, or like in a will they or won't they type, or maybe you could still date other people. And I think they do have that, right, Jason? A little bit. Yeah, like so, like a regular. Yeah, the pilot episode and introduces the the neighbor. Um, we find out she's married, but later down the line she gets divorced, and they her and Joey get together eventually. Yeah. Yeah. So, and and the actress that plays neighbor, I don't think is really that you know that great. You know. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so that's that's a problem there. I like I like Dre De Mateo and I like Joey enough. There were some funny bits in this. Um, of the three episodes we watched, this is probably the one I like the most. Mm-hmm. But you know, most of it's you know not great. Yeah, yeah. I, I just think it's like it's uh, again. I watched a lot of the show because my wife was a friends person who did watch Joey. So we like I don't remember this at all, but I, I like remember the basis, the basic stuff like the you know that his sister had a kid pretty young and now you know he moves in with them. I I think it's like sort of loveless. It's not unfunny. Like you might laugh during the episode. Like it's not it's not terrible. 
but I, I just think there's no joy really in the show. And like, they, there's just something missing. And, and that's probably because like, they should never have spun off Joey. It's like if they had spun off, uh, you know, Kevin from the office and had his own show, <laughs> like that's what Joey is. It's like, all right. The, like the point that he's dumb is not like, uh, you know, like that's funny if he's, if he, you know, he's giving you two quips an episode, but if you're spending 22 minutes with him every week. Yeah. yeah he's just, much. he's too one dimensional. Yeah. I didn't know that Schwimmer di- uh, directed an episode. So Jason's saying that none of them came on the show, but Schwimmer, uh, you know, knew it existed. Like he's coming and, and, and getting the directing spot, but not casting himself in the episode. He's like, he's like, I'll direct an episode, but I'm not coming on this garbage. Do not, yeah. do not show my face. pad my resume. Uh, so Joey premiered in September of 2004 and uh, premiered to, I believe, 18 million viewers. Uh, but as the season went along, the numbers uh, continued to drop until it reached uh, an all-time low around uh, 4 million viewers when NBC put the show on hiatus in March of 2006. It's on hiatus, this show? Uh, they officially canceled it in May of 2006. Okay, fine. Yeah. All right. I was like, oh, well, I'm, I'm still waiting for what's going to happen. And then following the show, mm-hmm. Matt LeBlanc, get this, took a four-year break from acting. Yeah, Four years to get off the schneid, to get off the mat after Joey. He was traumatized. Mm-hmm. Four years. I mean, he had so much money. Like, the amount of money they paid him to, like, because they wanted to make a friend spinoff. And he's the only one, remember, where everyone's getting a million or a million plus by the end of Friends. Mm-hmm. And now it's just him. So they're giving him, you know, more than a million an episode. The amount of money he made in, uh, you know, 11 years of Friends, whatever it was, in two years mm-hmm. of, of Joey. Uh, yeah. Let's just say he doesn't have to a, act again. Four years is a prison sentence for robbery. Mm-hmm. So he yeah. comes back with episodes, which was good. Episodes is actually a good show. He's like, let me do the exact opposite, yeah. like a small show on HBO. He did Top Gear. Mm-hmm. He hasn't done much since. Yeah, well, man then. with a plan. Okay. You you, you never man heard of that? Uh, I've heard of it. Yeah. Oh, so he re- like he. It's funny. He's always the star of the show. He will not do a show if he's not the lead. Mm-hmm. Which, ironically, the only one, the only thing he's ever done that's successful is the show where he's not the lead. Yeah, I used to watch him on that. He was on some show that was like a Fox uh, show that used to be on uh, with Vinny and Bobby. Is that is that uh, oh, yeah, one of that his was other a spinoff of Married with Children? Actually, <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah, that was like the the young Joey Tribbiani Chronicles. Okay. All right. That's Joey. That should be the theme song. That's Joey. <laughs> That's Joey. Okay. Uh, so that's one example of taking a character from a show and then putting them on their own thing, and it doesn't always work. Sometimes the character, too beloved from the original show, to have a successful own universe that is uh, going to capture the hearts and minds of the same audience. All right, but let's talk about where, well, that didn't work to bring back Joey. What if you just basically continued on the story in a different show? For a bunch of the main characters. What if? What if? Um, yeah, is this is, is this the point where we tell them the little oopsie we had here? Yeah, so that um well why don't you you explain it and then uh and then I'll uh add to your it, uh explanation. It's not super interesting. Um I sent everyone the links to the show. I guess it wasn't super clear. I sent a link which was I thought to like every episode and said, watch this one. 
but Rob got a link to the pilot. So he watched the pilot. Jason and I watched like a random episode where called Rush Week where they pledge, uh, they try and pledge to a frat. Uh, so we could talk about two different episodes of uh, Saved by the Bell, the college years. Yeah, I clicked through to Amazon.com and then hit play because I figured we're mm-hmm. watching spinoffs. Of course, we're watching the first episode of the show. Yeah. Um, not but the we case. had just we had not watched the first episode of Joey, but you're saying you thought that was a pilot I thought that, we that. I, it didn't even occur to me we wouldn't be watching the first episode. So you of think the I messed up that we didn't watch the pilot? I mean, I think that I, I would have liked to have known how we got. I mean, I understand that you were drawn to the Northwestern uh, storyline. No, on, I had no uh, idea. On Joey, I, no I, idea. Get, oh, I get it now. Oh, please. But I felt <laughs> I like. To to yeah, that uh, oh, I, I felt like that the why we don't you want to know like how this show the new show starts i thought it's like a little basic to just cover the pilot and i think we could still get like the beats from the pilot but again there's like a lot of times there's no it, the it's just all exposition just learning who everything is mm-hmm. in the pilot um and you've probably seen the pilot of joey before no i mean i not that i can recall Oh, okay. So you were out. You were like, I'm not. I'm not even. I mean, I probably did watch it, but it was 17 years ago. 20 years ago. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I guess we're old. (laughs) Um, I mean, this is no big deal. I think I think I can follow along with uh, what's what's going on and say by the bell of the college years. So I want to ask all three of us because I'm a say by the bell guy. Rob, you're a say by the bell guy, and I think Jason, you are too, if I'm not mistaken. Mm -hmm. Yes, I am. What was our experience with? Did we watch this show? I remember being excited about it, but I feel like I did not keep up with it uh, on the regular. Mm-hmm. I didn't. I didn't watch it live. I watched it, you know, in syndication or in reruns. I think probably what they do is they sell this with, say, mm-hmm. by the bell in like syndication packages. So yeah, I would see this in reruns on whatever network it was, maybe TBS or something like that. Mm-hmm. So I'm really excited to watch this show. And uh, I had like a basketball like league, like a like a synagogue basketball league that would meet on um, yes. Wednesday nights or whatever, whatever the night this the show was on. So it was oh, I was always up against Saved by the Bell, the college years and Full House, which were the only two shows every week I wanted to watch. And they were up against each other. And I couldn't watch either of them because I had basketball. And it was like I didn't really know how to like tape stuff with VCR yet. This is fall of 93. Um, I just turned 10. Mm hmm. Um, so I really like, I, I've seen a lot of them, but at the time I, I was like always wanting to watch it, but, but not able to. Yeah. So I watched the premiere of this, uh, but, uh, Kelly Kapowski is not in the premiere episode in the pilot. Right. Uh, does yeah, she get she comes added in, to the show? She comes in episode two, episode two, because yeah. I'm looking at the season one on IMDb and uh, spoiler alert! Uh, c- season one is going to end with Zach and Kelly getting married. Uh, what? Well, what is this guy like? A uh, Kiva Winokur? What is he? A, fr- no. uh, a freshman in college? He's getting <laughs> I didn't married. Get mar- I didn't get married as a freshman in college. Yeah. Was, yeah. The, uh, the I first, mean, sophomore. Yeah. The first season ends with uh, them getting engaged, and then there's a 90 minute movie. Yes, I remember telling where, when they get married. Where do they go? Vegas or Hawaii? Vegas. They go to Hawaii in the regular series, the Saved by the Bell series. Okay. Yeah. I remember those movies. I remember the movies. Yeah. And I feel like that they did not work. There's, there's no laugh track, I think, in those movies. No, there isn't. Yeah. So they, Saved by the Bell without a laugh track serious. does not work. It really like uh, was like, because every Saved by the Bell has like the most raucous laugh track of any show in history of like uh, that a- anything that happens, it's like, oh, like. <laughs> Very reactive audience uh, in the laugh track of Save the Bell. But 
Really, Zach, I mean Zach Morris supposed to be so what a player. Uh, he's supposed to be the ult- the ultimate guy that's like uh, always like uh, getting over on everybody, and he's engaged to Kelly at the end of freshman year of college. Yeah, Zach really comes off as like a, a big player, but I think most of the time Zach's trying to get into a big, you know, uh, serious relationship. Like Rob, you saw in the premiere where he tried mm-hmm. to get with the the roommate. Yeah, in the second episode, Kelly comes in. Yeah, and he there's this big sequence of. Uh, them going back and forth uh, about who he wants to pick. Yeah, and he's, he's always just trying to yeah. find someone to settle down with. I yeah, I don't know. He just is uh, he's a serial monogamist, uh, yeah. Zach Morris. Slater is the is the guy who's always playing the field. Yeah, well, Kelly. A big storyline in the series, which does not happen yet, is Kelly's trying to date the professor. The professor or the RA. No, not, she's not the RA. She is not the RA is um is Bob Golick. If you're a, a ESPN fan, Mike and Mike's brother. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, Bob Golick is Mike's brother. Bob was the uh, better football player. Bob was a very good uh, player in the NFL, and then he got into acting as like a forty year old, uh, like very hairy RA who also <laughs> has the who also is like the janitor. I think in the well, in the series, you know, he's the RA in the series. He's like he he is a football player, a professional football player in the series. And for some reason he's chosen to become an RA when I'm sure he's made millions of dollars in the NFL. Yes. He's chosen to live on this campus with these kids. Yeah. I don't know why he's an RA because they didn't have like former NFL linebackers as the RA in uh, any of the dorms in Oswego. Oh, they didn't. No, they didn't. No, oh, I guess. that's weird. Yeah. Yeah. That is weird. Our schools had him. That's because I, I think what they tried to do here is like, all right, uh, Zach Morris said, and he gets away with murder at Bayside High School. He gets over on that idiot Belding, but uh, what's he going to do now? Belding is out. We're going to like, uh, he was too much of a player's coach. Let's bring in like a disciplinarian who is going to really intimidate Zach Morris. And here comes this guy. But then it doesn't work because by like the middle of the series, he ends up being like their best friend. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think one of the basic rules of the Save by the Bell universe is that uh, no shirt goes untucked. If you got a shirt, you can tuck it in. This is the Save by the Bell extended universe. So they've gotten uh, advertising from untuckit.com or belts. Yeah. Or belts. <laughs> This is a commercial for belts. Brought to you by the Belt Union. Safe by the belt. Uh, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. <laughs> All right. So tell me what happened in episode number four. Um, what, what do you Cal got, you? Cal you not so a real Cal school, you. right? It's a fake. It's a fake Berkeley. Because if you remember, towards the end of Saved by the Bell. Zach Morris gets a 1501 because mm-hmm. that's a normal score on his SATs. He beats uh, he beats Jesse yes. Spano, not in the. Well, they used to always talk about Stansberry. Stansberry mm-hmm. is the Harvard yeah. of the West. That's right, which is a fake Stanford. Yes. Um, and so I guess they all go there as you know. That's what happens usually. You go to, um, you go to college and you room with two guys who are in your like eight person class from high school. <laughs> <laughs> this very ex- it's very exclusive college um, mm-hmm. that you know er- apparently like your entire friend group gets into. That's yeah. usually how colleges. And work. this dorm is insane because that at least in the episode that I watch, so Zach and Slater and Screech have one dorm room, and then there's a common room, and then there's three women that have the adjoining room to this uh, common room. Uh, Jason, is, is this layout happening anywhere in the United States of America? 
I don't think so. I want to know who's paying for all this because I don't think any of them come from money. So I'm like, this seems like really extravagant. Yeah. And these dorms are all like the friends apartment. Well, Zach and Zach and Slater, and this is actually funny, like share a bunk bed. Like Zach sleeps mm-hmm. on the, of like this very fancy college. He he sleeps on the top bunk bed. That's probably why he wants to get married. Honestly, <laughs> <laughs> he's like, well, if he's like, I could get out of uh, I could get out of the dorms and maybe move in with this lady. <laughs> Like I we like we can't both be on the top bunk, so mm-hmm. I think that's I think that's why Zach yeah. and Kelly ultimately get married. Yeah, that's interesting. Uh, so Zach and Slater, who should have the top bunk and who should have the bottom bunk? I mean, do you think they like uh, like one semester it's me, one semester it's you? Does that happen in college? So I don't know. So that I would think the person who's having the most visitors, that person should have the bottom bunk. Because I think mm-hmm. that they're just like disrupting the whole thing with the uh, with the top bunk. Yeah, so it's also a three person room. Got the top bunk. So, yeah, yeah <laughs> Screech. Screech that's you a should point. have a Screech on the top bunk. Yeah, because also he's probably like not drunk the most because there's a lot to get in and out of the bunk. So in my college days, that uh, my roommate built like a loft, uh, but it was like it was actually like very high up and so high up that. I feel like that the ceiling was was not very far from where like the the bunk bed was. Luckily, this never was going to be a problem for me of like having like to this uh, low ceiling here, like right o- right over where my uh, loft bed was. Doesn't leave a lot of room for activities. No, we did. I I, I imagine it wouldn't. <laughs> Although, if you watch MTV's The Challenge, there is like a lot of top bunk uh, stuff going on. Hmm. Also, you know, the, these bunk beds are often twin beds, and I feel like uh, two in a twin bed, especially top bunk, this is get also like uh, for sleeping, you know, one wrong move, and you're yeah. done for. Yeah, it's true. Business. If somebody kicks in their sleep or something, mm-hmm. yeah, because one person has the wall, and that's not a terrible spot on the top bunk. Yeah. But the non-wall person is in, is in big trouble. Mm-hmm. But you, should they have a guardrail like little kids? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Akiva, sorry. So what's going on in episode four? Um, basically, uh, they are rushing a fraternity, Zach and Slater. And the issue is the fraternity doesn't want Screech. They tell Screech that nobody's going to take you in a fraternity if your name is Screech. They make him change his name to... What do they change it to, Jason? Uh, it's Brad. Brad. And, and uh, <laughs> like Brad is doing a decent job. He, and, like, the ladies are really into him at like the frat mixer type thing. But then well, they make their roommates pretend they're into him to make him seem more. Ah, uh, yes, yes, yes. They make they make all the yeah, roommates. Also, R.I.P. Screech. Yeah, R.I.P. Yes, Screech. of course. <laughs> yes, let's throw that in there. And then um, the like then Screech. You know, hey, does anybody want to see magic? He becomes Screech again, and uh, I guess they realize he's not cool because when they do the way that you're, they let you know. And Rob, you were in a frat, right? I don't know if this is how they did it, but they basically gack you. They what, hit you what, with, what do you mean uh, they gack you? That's how you find out you were in the... Uh, they slime you. They slime you. Oh, like, no, I didn't get slimed. No way. See, that's I how would, you find out you were in the fraternity. Yeah. And they, and they slime Screech, but like, oops, we weren't supposed to slime you. Um, and then... Rob uh, would have been out on slime a lot sooner than... Yeah, yeah no true. Way. Years ago. True. He's like, all right, I'm not rushing. I'm nope. going to be uh, an no army or whatever they call people who aren't in... Right, Jason, are you a fraternity guy? I am not. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I, there were no fraternities in my college, so I don't know anything about frats either. Um, meanwhile, Kelly, and here's one of the problems with the show, and I don't know how much you saw of them in the pilot because there's no Kelly, and there's a a new character who they 
They scrapped um, for Kelly. They scrapped for Kelly. Oh, we the, need some the, Tiffany. The tall, the tall woman that Zach is trying to go on a date with. No, uh, the African American uh, woman from the pilot that you saw. Yes. Okay, she's gone. Scrapped. They said too yes. much diversity. <laughs> We're going to take her out. Bring in Kelly Capacity. They're like, they're like we got Slater. We're good, right? Mm-hmm. That's true. It's like we did. We had we had Lisa Turtle in the in in um in the high school mm-hmm. episodes. So we're fine. And um and they um so. Kelly, the problem is honestly the biggest one of the bigger problems with the show is like the the Kelly's roommates or like main characters, but they're kind of zeros. Yeah, they I really are. I don't actress scrap from the pilot, but like the one of them in particular is just like brings nothing to the table in my opinion. And so they're all rushing different sororities, and they don't get into their main one. Um, the meanwhile, what happens at the end with with the guys, Jason? So the guys they get. You know, slime screech accidentally gets slime and then gets put back in his room because they don't actually want him. Um, but then the Zach and Slater find out that they don't want screech. So basically they come to the decision if they don't want screech, then we're quitting. So in a weird twist, they quit, come back to the dorm, but then the guys, the fraternity guys come back and decide they do want screech. But then Zach and Slater are just like, oh, cool. It'll be like, oh, well, can we come back too? Mm-hmm. It's really odd. Yeah, yeah. I mean, right. This is not again. This is like the highest rated episode on IMDb of the series, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So yeah, it's a lot about just like getting the frats. What was the? What, can you tell us what the pilot was about, Rob? So in the pilot, uh, basically, they move in. They meet the women that are across the hall. Uh, the RA comes in, says no parties. Uh, Zach is trying to get with uh, the uh, blonde woman who lives across the way, which is like. You know, not ideal uh, from a game plan, uh, Zach Morris, for a guy who knows all the angles. Uh, and he's trying to, they, they throw a big party then when it's that woman's birthday to try to impress her. Some guy like uh, hands Zach Morris a beer uh, and then the RA walks in and he says, I thought I said no parties. And what is this? A beer? You're all busted. Uh, and then he wants to kick them out of the school and then they have to sort of like uh, make penance for that. And then ultimately uh, everything Works out fine, but Zach Morris then thinks he's going to go on a date with this blonde woman from across the way. Zach Morris is wearing a, a blazer to go on, pick this woman up for a date to go, and uh, lo and behold, she's actually already going on a date on a, with a different guy in a blazer. What college is this? These wow, people are going the on all these 90s. business <laughs> casual dates. <laughs> it's the early nineties, Rob. You got to remember that. Yeah. Nobody had. I never saw one person in a blazer <laughs> in my entire college experience. I don't think that, uh, one of the college. teachers wore a blazer. It's crazy. Uh, yeah, that, that that is funny. Yeah, but I mean, isn't he like a fancy dresser dresser in general, Zach? Eh, I don't know about all that. Yeah, I think mostly it was sweatshirts and t-shirts. I don't know. Are these characters likable? That's what I was like. Uh, like, why do I care about Zach Morris and Slater and Screech? Well, the whole plotline of this whole series is basically how Zach screws up, and then he learns his lesson every episode, and he doesn't seem to remember any of those lessons in the subsequent episodes. Mm-hmm. His problems are just a little more adult now. Yeah, Akiva. Do you find Zach and Slater to be relatable characters? Okay, it's a good question. Are they likable? I think yes. I mean, I don't know. I didn't know growing up a lot of people who were like Team Slater over Team Zach, but mm-hmm. because the show is viewed through the prism of, of you know, it's viewed through Zach's eyes. 
Uh, I like Zach Morris in high school, but I totally get why you don't like him in college. You know, I almost thought, like, is this guy 25 and he's a freshman in college? But he's really not that old. Mm -hmm. He just kind of looks old. Yeah. Yeah, I looked it up because I thought, like, when I watched the episode, I was like, he's like, (laughs) Paul Gossler seems like he's like in his 30s. But I looked it up. He was actually only 20. Yeah. He he was age appropriate for this. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I don't know. I think that maybe just the idea, the concept of like these like uh, kids sort of dunking on Mr. Belding and like uh, other like uh, teachers that are sort of like not on top of the ball, that that was more fun of them like uh, scamming people like in the school <laughs> as opposed to like, uh, you know, scamming their RA and you know trying to get dates in college. Well, I think it's kind of cute when you're in high school, but then when you get to college, you're just a jerk. Yeah. So. I don't know. Uh, it didn't capture the uh, hearts and minds of America. Saved by the Bell, the college years, unfortunately. Well, have you? Have either of you seen the new Saved by the Bell? Uh, no, I did not watch anything from the reboot. I've seen a couple episodes. It wasn't great. I mean, Zach Zach continues to fail upwards and he becomes like the governor of California. Hmm. Um, okay. But they're not in it that much. The, the adults aren't in it that much. It's mostly about the kids, which you know is kind of a trend for these continuation spinoffs. Which yeah. I feel like that um, with all due respect to, you know, uh, Gavin Newsom, I'm not sure necessarily I would want to be uh, like uh, living under the Zach Morris administration during COVID. I feel like that there would have been a lot of like, uh, hey, everybody, come on out and get your coronavirus cures. Bonfire at eight. (laughs) Only five dollars a person. (laughs) Yeah, I feel like it would have been. Mr. Belding would have been in charge of the rollout. Mm -hmm, Kind of scammy. You know, yeah. So uh I don't think we need uh Zach Morris in charge of anything. All right. That is funny that he that he became that he becomes governor though. Mm-hmm. He's a governor or center, right? He's in some position. Like I think that. you're right. I think I read it, it's governor of California. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Um yeah, we don't need uh governors who are trying to pull all sorts of scams on uh people. That is not not what the world is looking for right now. Okay? All right. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about our third and final show which i have to say i think it was the most interesting of the three absolutely absolutely i how think i have the most to I say about this your show. father jason were you a how i met your mother guy i was i didn't start out as it but by the time the series ended i caught up and was watching live so yeah i was a, i was a fan how i met your mother i think at times was a great show which goes on about like uh, three or four years. It's uh, similar to sort of like, uh, give me the professional athlete that should have hung it up uh, and then comes back for like uh, three or four more years and just kills their legacy. Sam Darnold's probably been in the NFL two two years. (laughs) Um, That's a good question. Who uh, Albert Pujols, Miguel Cabrera. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. Just sort of remembered as it goes on and on and on uh, to the point where the final season is basically like they did a year of shows that was mm-hmm. basically like taking place over one weekend. Do I have that correct? Yeah. yeah. Uh, yes, you're right. I believe. If How I Met Your Mother went six seasons, people would be re Oh, you got to rewatch How I Met Your Mother. Oh, it's so great. Uh, and they just killed the show by uh, stretching it out so long. It's not a uh, podcast, yeah, 100%. people. Yeah, yeah 100%. Uh, yeah, we, we would never go too long. We would we would never do an episode or a short mm-hmm. series that was too long here. Yeah. <laughs> but th- th- you have a story to tell? Tell the story and then get us the hell out of there and let us go watch something else. So did you want like the last frame of like 
the end of season six to be like the mother's right there and that's how I met your mother and then there's no other continuation because I met their they met the mother like what two seasons before it actually ended I mean they just teased you and teased you and te- and gave you like a little crumb like and they built a season out of a crumb of like uh and then oh the yellow umbrella oh they let's, mm-hmm. they built the years off of the yellow umbrella oh we saw trying to make it lost it was like lost oh, with this mythology my God. We're like clues and hints and all this stuff hey i'm i'm so all this pain is coming back to me i didn't know you were so invested in how i, met I was your, in i wrote a spec script on i, I love i oh, loved that's it right. i was that's right uh super into it and then but they just they just dragged it and dragged it and dragged it on and now to the point where Akiva, that that is one of the shows. If somebody told you they were you, they were rewatching or watching How I Met Your Mother, you would think that they were a crazy person. Yeah, I agree. Uh, no, I, no, I I think if you stop by the end, that's okay. It's like, hey, I'm watching because people did rewatch it. It's not Game of Thrones. People, di- I did see people rewatch it during during uh, you know like the last year. I'll say if you if you agree to stop by like season five, then I'm fine with you. And there are some great episodes, some great running gags. Like they, there were a lot of things that worked in this show, but for mm-hmm. whatever reason, they just let run it back, run it back. I, I think that they were the cast was probably getting like friends money towards uh, the end of it. Uh, not maybe not a million dollars an episode, but they were you know paid well enough that none of them were like uh, you know I'm gonna leave. Uh, yeah, obviously they had no incentive to stop. Hmm. Yeah. To the point where I think it even hurt. Like I felt like that Jason Siegel had like a career that was uh, burgeoning, and I feel like that uh, this show ultimately hurt his career. I mean, he did stuff after. I right? was forgetting Sarah Marshall after him. him I think or it no? was during. I think. It was oh, during, okay. Yeah. Interesting. And is his career over? Like, is he not the doing biggest, anything right now? I don't think he did over. After that, I think was like the Muppets. He like did the Muppets in 2011, and he was like the main guy. And again, who knows if it's like that he does not want to do as as much stuff. Uh, but basically, yeah, his career uh, that How I Met Mother ends in 2014. Show, right? He did the movie Sex Tape in 2014. And then he's, uh, I don't know if he's on like a Joey Tribbiani-esque, uh, you know, needed to recover. He has one credit in 2015, one credit in 2017. Uh, you know, one credit in 2018, and then he did uh, dispatches from elsewhere, which yes, was that show. was that AMC show that was like super weird, and then uh, that he's uh, then basically he's in an untitled Lakers project. Is that about the Los Angeles Lakers? Oh, is that now? Is that 2021? Is that the one where um someone someone they just announced is playing Larry Bird? I forget who. I don't know. Um, yeah, the TV miniseries. Yes, I think it's an HBO show. Yeah, but the guy could not be bigger in 2010, 2011, and then uh, did not have the decade that we thought. Well, like I mean, you think about us. anybody from that show, like what's what's really any of them doing? Even got- Neil Patrick Harris, uh, yeah. who was like hotter than hot at one point, uh, like has uh, really cooled off. I know that Chappelle says uh, Neil Patrick Harris uh, not a worthy combatant in the three name bracket. Mm-hmm. I think yeah, Neil, Pat- Neil Patrick Harris. I feel like he's just like a dad now. I mean, he's I mean, made so much money. Also, I think he's good. There was a lot of talk that uh, used to be that Neil Patrick Harris was going to get the James Corden uh, spot on CBS, and then it, uh, he didn't. And then uh, like he's really not worked regularly. Again, I'm sure that he could have if he wanted to, but 
I don't know. Maybe I don't just, think his star has like dimmed that much. I think NPH is still getting pitches every day for stuff. Yeah. I don't know if Siegel is. You would expect any of them to do big things after that, but none of them really did much. They felt like they took a multi-year vacation. Yeah. Uh, Josh Radner, uh, that guy can't even work. Ted Mosby. Uh, and then, but you kind of knew that. You kind of knew that with that show. Was like, this guy's not going to do anything after yeah. this. He was the least entertaining part of that show. <sighs> Colby Smulders, she's in like some, she's in Marvel stuff, right? Yeah, she's a Marvel person. That's pretty good. If she's in doing Marvel stuff, she's probably. But she's not like a main today. person, right? She hasn't done, she hasn't really done much in Marvel recently. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. You know, since then. And then also, then you had uh, Allison Hannigan, who. Um, you know, she also was uh <laughs> with uh Joey's agent in the American Pie franchise. Uh, she's not doing much either. I think she was hosting a Penn and Teller show. I think. Hmm. Yeah. So yeah, the How I Met Your Mother group, uh, not really doing a ton. Uh, maybe Bob Saget might be working the most out of the How I Met Your Mother. <laughs> Is crew. he in the group? Is he? <laughs> did Saget make the group? Yeah, I think so. The okay. voice, the voice. Yeah. Well, the voice Future here. Tech. Yeah, if we're going to move to uh, how I met your dad, which is what I think this was called. Um, Meg Ryan is the Bob Saget in this uh, oh. in this show. Mm-hmm. Okay, it's a good gig to be the voice. Yeah, and and so the the show basically takes place as um, uh, Greta Gerwig is is the is the clear lead of the show. Did she right, dodge the bullet that this didn't go through? Right? Yeah, I mean, what she, what, what she, she directed. What was the movie she directed? That, uh, was, that was huge. Yeah, her big thing was Lady Bird, right? Lady Bird. Yeah, she did Lady Bird, so she's doing fine without it. Um, how I, I dodged a bullet, more like. How I, <laughs> yes. Um, yeah. So Gerwig, she is. We see her in this concept similar. It's like I'm going to tell you how I met your dad, and um, she, the, basically the the pilot starts with her getting divorced from some guy. Uh, well, she's she started- in, you know. Yeah, and she starts out the letter by saying, "Guess what? I was married before your dad." Right. It's like, if you're going to find out your mother was married to someone besides your dad, wouldn't a letter be a yeah. in person mm-hmm. thing? Well, you also, better way to do that. the series Maybe opens. Tell them an April Fools next time. The series opens <laughs> on this with uh, she's uh, the, it's the year 2044, and she's like, mm-hmm. "I've uh, gotten out this ancient typewriter to write this letter. Why? <laughs> where Where yeah. do you get a typewriter from in 2044?" Find me a typewriter in 2021. 23 years yeah. from now, you got a ribbon and a typewriter? Yeah, just write it on Microsoft Word and hope that exists in 23 years. Mm-hmm. That could be your ancient thing. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, and, and then, so, like, the main cast of characters are her brother. Um, what's the guy who's, who plays her brother, Jason? You know the character's name? Uh, the brother was uh, Andrew Santino. He's a comedian. Oh. Yeah, Andrew Santino, like you know his face from around. Yeah. And then um and Andrew Santino's uh husband or boyfriend or whatever who they're having a kid with mm-hmm. is Drew Tarver, who's uh who's like does the podcast rounds is is like a little bit more of an old comic. He's on comedy bang bang a lot. Mm-hmm. Um and then there then uh, like the most interesting uh member of the cast is her best friend, um, who is the basically the female Barney Stinson. Yes. is what they're going for. And I think that is an interesting role that that they could have that they could have really explored if they, I thought she was the best character in the yeah, yeah, she, she definitely Give her, is. her own show. Yeah. And then and then uh it appears because spoiler alert for the end of a show that will never exist. Um at the end of the first episode yeah. we the the guy the coworker that her friend is trying to set her up that Greta Gerwig's um friend is trying to set her up with 
Uh, she says, mm-hmm. like, let's just be friends and is like, and basically like, and that's, you know, but your father took it yeah. very well. It's like, ooh, not, that was like a nice ending actually to the. the well, it was a twist point. because, you know, they spent nice six seasons trying to find the, the mother and then now yes. it's this first episode we're going to end with finding the father. Yeah. And so and right. what the hell am I watching for 12 seasons <laughs> well, then? I, You're just watching a romantic comedy yeah. show. Ostensibly, it would be funny, and the premise would no yeah. longer matter after this. Yeah, I, I, or I guess, or maybe like, uh, is that like the biological father? But then uh, they're gonna have a twist, like, uh, but that's not who I married. Uh, mm-hmm. But um, mm-hmm. I don't know. Just to go back to the best friend on this, though, that she was also then one of my favorite characters uh, on the Good Place. I believe she was uh, yes. named yep. Vicky on the Good Place. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, uh, just to like go over why the show didn't make it. So. Um, uh, Carter Bays and uh, what's the other guy's name? Thomas something Thomas. Mm-hmm. Craig Thomas. Uh, Craig Thomas. Carter Bays and Craig Thomas, the two guys who who made him yim, uh, were asked to reshoot it, um, and they said no. Now, allegedly, and none of this has like ever really been discussed in the media, and also Les Moonves involved. So, like any horrible story you could you could imagine is is on the table here. So basically, the the word goes that they wanted to recast. Two of the two of the leads. We can we can speculate as to which two, mm-hmm. not, and I believe not Greta Gerwig. Which, in my opinion, I maybe, think she should have been recast. I agree. I think I agree. I think she is is maybe not. She like I don't super believe that we're basing the whole series around her. I like Greta Gerwig, but I don't think like. And again, this is less of an ensemble, at least in episode one. And obviously, yeah. things can change. Then Himium, where it's like, yes, it's about um, it's about Ted Mosby, but like he's not the main character necessarily now, in, in every single episode. The fact that they want to recast too, uh, that leads me to believe that uh, maybe uh, do you think it could have been the brother and then the brother's husband? I don't think so. If I had, honestly, if I had to guess, I think the, her future husband mm-hmm. is kind of like a nothing yeah. in this episode. He's mm-hmm. not given much to do. I think it's for sure him. And I, I think it might be Juliet, the best friend, who, uh, Tia Sirkar from, from the Good yeah, Place. I know, but that, that's just my guess. That's, that I is think my it guess. Was, I think it was the main two, the, the woman and her soon-to-be husband or mm-hmm. soon-to-be baby father. Oh, you think it's the main two? I don't think you could recast Greta Gerwig. I don't even think they would have suggested it almost. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure. Yeah, I think the husband for sure. He's, he's easily the weakest character. Yeah. Because she I, I was agree. the only he thing that didn't work for me in this. Yeah, and he didn't have the drip. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> No so, joke. but I thought she was fine. Um, so yeah, we'll see. There's been no sort of like uh podcast stories about uh why how I met your father uh, didn't go through. Well, so they refused to recast it, and then it's you know, and they like so they eventually dropped out, and then there was a how I met your. This is how I met your dad. There is a how I met your father that I don't. I don't know if it ever even went to pilot. Uh, the pilot's not out there. Wait, and uh, who what? did how I met your father? Like they like different different writers tried it with like, but it never made it to it never made it to air without the blessing um, of Carter Bays and Craig Thomas. I think they were, no, they were involved. They were I think involved. they were like they were have gotten money, but I don't think they wrote it. You know, I think they were like, I, don't, I think they have to. You know, they're producers, but I don't oh, think they were. Was, was it. the other one like the version from the perspective of uh, the woman who became the mother? That's an interesting Who concept, died. but I'm not sure. <laughs> but I, 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 like, it never—it's weird because it's good. I like—I guess it's good IP, but like, what is the IP if you don't have any of any of the leads from yeah. Himium in it, really? Um, but yeah, so the, like this died on the vine. It, it, like the mom, I don't. Yeah, oh no, <laughs> um, I don't know if I like. I I could see why. Listen, a lot. This is not like a finished product, so it's hard to really judge this 
this would not have been, you know, if this had gone to air, if they had liked the casting, they still probably would have reshot a couple scenes. Like we're seeing, uh, you know, we're seeing like a two thirds baked project. I, I I see a semblance of a series here. I don't think this is disastrously bad. It has terrible yeah. ratings on IMDb. Like, I don't know. I, I think they could have made this into a series. I, I think the casting here is better than the first two shows we watched today. I think stylistically, there's a lot of things that you liked from How I Met Your Mother. And so it's uh, interesting that it's a, a a new spin on it. But I just didn't feel like that I was super invested to go and take this uh, trip again with these creators. It's sort of like, you know, a like NFL coach who gets fired and then gets another job immediately. It's like the Adam Gase of uh, TV shows where it's like, mm-hmm. I'm not doing this again with these guys. I don't try. I have no confidence. And I wonder if they would have like put any of the uh, Himium stars in here as like guest stars or whatever, like mm-hmm. cross-pollinated the universes or something. I wonder if that was the ultimate plan. Yeah. These guys needed to take a year off. Go be in somebody else's writer's room for a couple of years. Like, uh, go learn from a showrunner that can tell a cohesive story and then come back and then get their own show. And then they got this deal in like the, the heyday of the How I Met Your Mother and was just like, by the end, they were just like, mm, I don't know if we still want to do this. Let's, uh, I think we need yeah. to scrap this. And just, it also bears mentioning that the finale was so poorly received of they not only did people like hate watch the show by the end of it but they botched the landing so badly of that they spent two years on introducing us to the mother only to spoiler alert uh kill her off off screen like with dialogue and then i want to date your you know uh figurative aunt and aunt robin then i married her Come on. Yeah, I, I I, mean, again, like, what is the IP if it's just like if we're learning who the, the, the dad is in the first episode and like, all right, so we're going to have Meg Ryan voiceovers like congratulations. Like, mm-hmm. so it's just a sitcom with like a little bit of a twist where like they're going to be getting together. But you already well, it basically know turns into, it basically turns into friends after that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But, but friends where you know the ending. If like right. the, if the pilot started with like he was on a plane, you know, he got off the plane and then like, all right, now cut to the beginning of the series. Yeah. So the people who uh, made the show, Carter Bays and Craig Thomas. So Carter Bays really has not worked since then. Uh, he did one thing. Uh, he did a, or two things. He did a TV movie called De Stefano and another TV movie called uh, Making Friends and is working on something now called Molly and the Moon. But really, uh, since 2014, he's been on his own uh, Joey Tribbiani break from Hollywood. Um, Greta Gerwig was actually one of the contributing writers to uh, this episode of the show. So that's interesting. Uh, And then Craig Thomas, uh, the other person, he also similarly has only been on the same things as uh, Carter Bates. Oh, so they always work together. They are, they're, they're a team. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that's, that's it. So don't be expecting any more uh, Himyum or Himyid IP anytime (laughs) soon. What what would be the next thing? Like how I met your baby? How I met your podcast co-host? Oh, okay. It's like <laughs> it's a podcast, and then the whole show is like talking about how the, they met. Mm-hmm. And that's like, and then that's a series. Sure. Like, what's an episode? Give me an example of an episode. 
Hey, everybody. Welcome back to How I Met Your Podcast uh, co-host. Did I ever tell you about the time that... So, uh, this is uh, before I met you. And so, mm-hmm. this is... Uh, you know, I told you I had that friend of a friend. Uh, so, uh, it's 2016. If you remember at the time, uh, back in 2016, uh, hey, that's how you get into it. The podcast mm-hmm. co-host okay. never talks. Oh, okay. So, it's just you. And you're like... <laughs> and at the end, it's revealed to be... Sure. Who is it revealed to be? Sure. Okay. We did our first episode and then he died. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> no, no. we've talked about three different ideas for spinoffs of uh, taking the star of a show, basically taking all the characters from a show and putting them in a new setting, and then also just completely rebooting the concept of the show. What have we learned to make a successful spinoff? Hmm. You just brought off the right people. Mm-hmm. Or that from Joey. Hmm. I think yeah, probably I, from Saved by the Bell, you need to have a little different, um, you know, setting other than a school. Yeah, right. They had the right people at Saved by the Bell. You know, I mean, yeah. they had four to six. Like this is more than you could ask for for most of these spinoffs. I agree. I think, they needed to go out of a school. Like, what if they yeah. all got jobs at like the local restaurant and they worked at a restaurant? Like, I, I agree. This the college was it felt too adult. It was the wrong place for them. Hmm. Yeah. I think that the key to a successful spinoff is to really take the tone of the show and that's what you want to spin off and then take smaller characters and build them off into uh, their own show. Uh, take a Frasier who was not sort of the person who was at the uh, center of everything and then give them their own show. Uh, I'm looking at some of the other successful spinoffs. Um, you know, Maybe like you know, a Rhoda from a Mary Tyler Moore. Yeah, take somebody who's like a little bit of like a breakout, and then they get their own thing, as opposed to like taking the person who's at the center of everything and giving them another new thing. So, news. We want a new story to tell, not just a continuation of the old story. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, like the quality of the show, the quality of like the writers matters more than the idea. And, mm-hmm. and the ideas here are not great to begin with. But like, I think there's cast major casting misses in all three of these shows. OK, Jason, do you have anything else about uh, spinoffs that you want to share with us? Um, I did develop a little quiz for you guys. Yes. Um, so in this quiz, I will give you uh, Is this going four- on a permanent record, Jason. Yes, it is. It okay, matters good. a lot. So I will give you four options in each category, and you tell me which one is the act- which one of these is the fake spinoff. Fake spinoffs. Okay. Okay. Yes. So the first category is never developed. These are all things that were basically stopped at the planning stages. No pilot was even shot for it. Got it. Um, so the first one is Krusty. This is a live action Simpsons spinoff featuring Krusty the Clown, where Krusty would move to LA and get his own talk show. S- such trope. Yes. <laughs> okay, that's number one. Live action, Krusty the Clown. Okay. Um, so one that you guys would probably really identify with is Jackie Childs. Yes. Is that name? No, to be clear, three of these are real or three of these are fake, Jason? Three are real. Okay, cool. So the Jackie Childs spinoff would have him uh, be after Seinfeld, where he went to work in an affluent, uh, predominantly white law firm. So that's mm-hmm. that one. Okay. Um, actually, I will cross off the next one because I, we already talked about the Phoebe spinoff a little bit. So that was a real one. So two of these okay, are fine. real. One is fake. So the next okay. one is Willis with two exclamation points. 
the spinoff would feature Todd Bridges' character Willis going back to his old neighborhood and helping poor inner city youth by being a supervisor at a group home. Okay. So oh, two of those okay. real, one fake, which is the fake. Two real, one fake. Okay. Rob, yes. the only thing is like, I do wonder like how far, like, was this like an idea that was sprouted in the media or is this like they actually got paid and it just never went to, never went to pilot or never went to air because like, I'm sure somebody said like, Hey, let's spin off Jackie Childs. But how far did that mm-hmm. idea get down the road? I wonder. Are we working together or no? Yeah. I, okay. are we, uh, well, I believe I that's surreal. I, I believe that the Jackie Childs, I, I believe they tried to come up with every single conceivable Seinfeld uh, spinoff. And I think, a, I feel like I've heard that rumors of that. That was a real one. I think Willis is real too. What do you think? I think that that's real too. What was the first one again? First one was the Krusty, the clown live action spinoff. That's so wild. I mean, it's very funny if that's what Jason came up with as like a fake one. Mm-hmm. It's just insane. Mm-hmm. Uh, it almost is like too insane to just yeah. like throw as the wrong choice. But Willis but, with yeah, uh, sounds real. an exclamation point. Two like, exclamation two points. Exclamation two exclamation points. That's so specific. That is very specific. But also, it's like, is that like, uh, is that, you know, uh, is a, like a callback to something on Renat? Yeah. Um, I feel like that the live action Krusty the Clown show uh, could be like, sounds like maybe like that that was like a April Fool's joke, but not an actual idea for a series. But you don't think he's making a different strokes reference here? Oh, um, hmm. Yeah, that's funny. Um, I th- I'm going to say that that's fake now. Okay. I'm going to say that's what he's right, doing fine. and that it's fake. Okay. What are so, we right? Jason? So which is so which is the fake one you're saying? We'll that say Willis, Willis is fake. Willis with two exclamation uh, points. Damn it. Yeah, Willis is the fake one. Okay. Yeah. Okay. See, you had me, but then I'm like, wait, this is a different strokes reference. Mm-hmm. Possibly. Okay. So the the crusty one was, you know, planned out and everything, a pilot script written, but then it got rejected by uh Fox. Mm-hmm. What are they now? Matt, Gro- Matt Groening such a was crazy, going to develop it. Such a crazy idea. Okay. And it just might have worked. What else you got for us? All right. So this next one is where a pilot episode was shot, but then it would never went any further. Kind of like how I met your dad. Okay. Okay. So the first one is Clarissa. Now follows Clarissa from Clarissa explains it all as she moves to New York to start an internship at a local newspaper. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. So next we have Lizzie McGuire, which is a spinoff that again would feature Lizzie McGuire in New York as a 30 something millennial. Um, and that would be, would follow her life in New York. Okay. Uh, next is Eighth Hell, spinoff featuring Jessica Beale as Mary Camden moving to LA and falls to a life of debauchery. When she gets inebriated, she sees visions of God telling her what she should do. What is that wow. a spinoff of? Seventh, seventh Heaven, heaven. baby. Uh, <laughs> Kiva, you Seventh Heaven guy? No, but I was able to put oh. that, you know, I was able to put that together. Mm-hmm. Jessica Beale. What else is she in? That's Justin yeah, Timberlake's business. Yeah, I wasn't going to say. Yeah. <laughs> Um, all right, so the last one is Coach. Uh, the show featured Coach's son Tim starting up a football program, and being forced to hire his dad as an assistant head coach. Yeah, and how many of these are real, Jason? Three real, one fake. You yeah, I, I don't think eighth hell is real. It, that, I mean, if that, yeah, that just sounds like if that was if that was real. Oh my goodness, I think we got to go eighth hell here. It's so specific, and also the visions. I mean, I guess like God friend to me is a crazier concept, mm-hmm. but yeah, we're going eighth hell. Yeah, that one's a little too easy for you guys. Okay, oh, that's funny crazy. though. Aethel is funny. Okay, that's someone should do that. They should bring that back because you, you, it's hard to reuse the IP because of you know the Reverend. But if you know you completely write him out, like maybe you meant off off camera reference, like oh yeah, he's in jail in the first episode. But keep going with the IP. 
Yeah, I think uh, I think you got to be a Seventh Heaven fan to kind of get that because in the Seventh Heaven show, she was like you know the wild child, right? So I think that was probably a little little too inside. You think she still speaks to Lucy? Rob, did you ever watch Seventh Heaven? No, I just not. Oh, okay. Do you, do you think she still talks to her her sister, who her younger sister is actually older than her in real life? I would say that probably. Do you I think like not. the Lucy is posting? I don't. Do you remember her name? I don't remember her name, but like the, the, the actress. Do you think she's posting? Like, hey, remember me and Jessica Biel and like tagging Jessica Biel, but Jessica Biel doesn't actually follow her or like post like on Lucy's birthday. That's what I'm guessing is happening there. You think Lucy's a clout chaser? I think I don't know if she's clout chasing. Like it's you know, it's like, all right, the uh, I, I think she's her. The friendship is not reciprocated. Meanwhile, uh, Jessica Biel is sitting in Justin Timberlake's mansion like a uh, poor thing. <laughs> I mean, uh, you know, it's also her mansion. Yeah, she does OK for herself. But yes, mm-hmm. um, yes, yes. the the uh, what, what's the next one? Okay, so these are backdoor pilots. A backdoor pilot is a uh, an episode in the main show where it's trying to uh, spin off and giving the the concept yeah. of a spin off. Yeah. It could be successful, could be not. So the first one we have is Mona, who would be spun off from Who's the Boss. The backdoor pilot was an episode where Mona moves to Manhattan to help her brother run a CD motel. Um, this did not go forward because execs realized they didn't want to lose Mona from the main show. Okay, that's number one. Uh, the f- next one is the farm spinoff from The Office, uh, where Dwight Schrute would inherit a farm, and the show would be about him running the farm with his crazy mm-hmm. cuckoo family. Yeah. Okay. Um, so Violet is the next one. Um, it's an episode of Say by the Bell's fourth season, featuring Violet, who is played by Tori Spelling, who was uh, Screech's girlfriend in the show. Mm-hmm. Um, and it featured her. And it, the backdoor pilot was an episode where her father got transferred to Florida. Um, and so it would, the show would follow her in Florida and her, you know, crazy family. Mm-hmm. Um, and then assignment earth from star Trek, um, in the episode, the crew does historical research in 1968 and run into a time traveling agent who tries to fix, uh, historical anomalies, um, mm-hmm. in the timeline. So okay. three fake, uh, three real one fake. All right. Akiva, you know, this one, no, where are you leaning here? I don't have, I don't have a good, so uh, I, actually, I feel very confident on this. one. Okay. What's fake, Rob? Uh, the Say by the Bell episode didn't happen. Valerie. No, Violet. Violet, excuse me, Violet, Valerie, whatever. Same, same. The Star Trek episode definitely did happen. That is, a, that is definitely a, a Star Trek episode. What, what was the, uh, I don't know about Mona. Well, what's the second one? Uh, the Farm from The, the farm. Office. And, and the Farm episode definitely happened on The Office. Yes, that I remember hearing about. Okay, so let's go with Violet. You are correct. Yes. Um, yeah, there was no Tory Spelling solo episode of uh, Say by well, the Bell. Well, she just disappeared off of the, the show, so I was hoping that you would maybe, you know, I would trick you into thinking that there was an episode where she got written out. No, I would have seen it. I would have seen it. That I, well, I, I wonder if these characters are likable. I would remember a Tory Spelling uh, solo episode. Gotcha. All right. So uh, next one is cartoon spinoffs. Okay. In the 70s and 80s, it was a very popular trope to take your live action show and make a cartoon about the, uh, which was typically, you know, uh, science fiction in nature. Okay. Or, you know, fantasy. So the first one is Alf Tales, uh, where fairy tales are reimagined featuring the characters from Alf. Yes. Okay. The Dukes. Sounds great. <laughs> where the Duke boys Tales, are. Alf Tales, woo. That's a great theme song. <laughs> mm-hmm. No um, problem. The, the Dukes from Dukes of Hazard, where the Duke boys are engaged in a race 
around the world against main antagonist Boss Hog and their racist ass car. <laughs> okay. That's that one. Okay. Uh, next one is Gilligan's Planet. Um, the professor makes a spaceship to get them off the island mm-hmm. and instead crash lands on a planet where they get into space adventures. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then the last one, Olden Girls where the Golden Girls get transported back to 1850 and had to live in the Victorian era London. Hmm. One of these is fake. Which one is it? Okay. Um, just to talk it through, uh, I definitely know that there were, there were ALF cartoons, so I definitely believe in, uh, the, in the ALF tales. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dukes of Hazard cartoon, uh, that definitely uh, seems plausible. I am torn between the Golden Girls cartoon and the Gilligan's Planet, uh, both seem so implausible. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I feel it's like shocking that, that one of them is real. The Gilligan's Island IP, I feel like that somebody like on some sort of acid trip could have come up with that at some point between the 1960s and the 1980s, as opposed to, I can't imagine anybody coming up with hey let's do a cartoon version of the golden girls and then set it as a period piece in victorian england so we're going with fake golden girls i mean that unless you have uh, some other input no i think that's reasonable yeah so you're going with olden Olden girls girls, olden girls you got me again (laughs) (laughs) We're good at this yeah. game. Uh, the Gilligan's uh, planet thing is insane, but uh, not as insane as uh, animated Golden Girls in the yeah, Victorian I, I 1850s. Some sort of Bridgerton picked, Golden Girls. I could have picked like 15 of these because it was like, I'm telling you, a huge trend for whatever popular mm-hmm. series it was to, to get their own cartoon where crazy stuff happens. Sure. Wow. All right. So the last one is um, called All Grown Up. Yes. Okay, this will feature uh, characters that were younger, and then now we talk about them as they're older. So, Tabitha, featuring the daughter of Samantha and Dara from Bewitched. Mm-hmm. Um, Tabitha is a production assistant for a television studio and uses her powers for all types of mischief. Uh, where's Waldo? Featuring the tale of Waldo Faldo from Family Matters <laughs> as he balances his three sons and life as a sous chef at an upscale restaurant in Boston. Um, the next one is the Brady's features uh, the updated lives of the Brady kids and adults um, and talks about how their life is, you know, probably about 10 or 20 years into the future. Um, the Pebbles and Bam Bam show. The series features the children from the Flintstones as high schoolers living their lives in bedrock and being in a rock band. Okay. One of these is fake. All right. It has to be Waldo, right? Yeah, where's Waldo? That uh, with no all the way respect, they were going the to Waldo, yes. Waldo uh, yes. that he never got his own. How spin-off. much respect does truly do? I'm sure he's a yeah. nice guy, probably playing. He was um, on cameo. Yeah, I think, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We saw him on cameo. Um, yeah, that has to be where's Waldo. It's a funny name that has to be the show. I'd be yes, sure. yes, of course it is. Mm-hmm. Um, I did want I, I put the Brady's in here because that is a real series. And yes. It's a really messed up series why i mean they've brought them back like uh they're a bunch of times what's so messed up about the brady's so this one took a much more dramatic turn yes so let me describe to you some of the issues these people find themselves in the first episode of the series bobby is a race car driver yes and gets paralyzed in a crash 
um, <laughs> at the race. Oh, wow. Yes, I do remember Bobby was a race car driver. And, and uh, is one of them on drugs also? I feel like somebody has a drug problem. Marsha Marcia is an alcoholic. Yes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Cindy begins dating her boss, who is 10 years her senior. Mm-hmm. And Peter div- divorces his wife and ends up uh, dating the abusive daughter of Mike's political opponent. Mike is trying to run for city council. So he ends up dating the daughter of his political opponent who is abusive to peter brady yes wow so that was i just want to put that in there because that's just yeah. a nuts like yeah you know, and the show Who'd did guess that track. jan uh, turned out the least screwed up out of any of them you know so there you go all right well great spinoff quiz yeah it was fun yes. very fun we nailed it though all right so we're going to spin off uh, the first half of the podcast into the mailbag uh, coming up. Anything else on spinoffs that we want to talk about? Uh, I, I thought that was very fun. I think it was a good idea, idea by Jason. I liked watching those shows, even though they weren't the greatest shows. And it was fun to yeah. watch that, uh, that the Himyid episode. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, what are you guys' yeah, favorite know. crossovers, like the good ones? The best spinoffs? Yeah, what's your favorite one? Uh, I don't know. Uh, let me just see. Uh, let me look at the best uh, spinoffs. And, and it also it's complicated because we get into like reboots and stuff stuff like that. Like uh, I was a big fan of Star Trek: The Next Generation. Sorry, Akiva. Uh, mm-hmm. I hope we can still be friends. Yeah, uh, Dar- people said Dari uh, even better than Beavis and Butthead. That was popular. Uh, obviously, Better Call Saul. But I don't think people. I mean, maybe some but people that's think it's prequel. Than... I feel like a prequel isn't a spinoff. Interesting. Um, what do you think? Is a prequel a spinoff, Jason? I would say that it, it still counts as a spinoff because it's a show, you know, about a secondary character or hmm. a, a character in the show. Yeah, I guess that's sort of like a new twist on the spinoff of like, oh, what if we made it in the past? That's not a spinoff. That's a prequel. Yeah, I think within the spinoff category, there are a lot of subcategories. Hmm. And I don't consider the Sim- like I know people have it on lists like the Simpsons, a Tracy Ullman show spinoff, mm-hmm. but that's silly. That's just like uh, I don't buy. Well, Family Matters that was a spinoff, yes. right? And so is yeah, Perfect okay. Strangers. Yeah, okay. So those are those well, are actually up there. It was per- perfect. I saw Perfect Strangers uh, on a list. But Family I'm not sure Matters per- spun off from yeah. Perfect Strangers. I, I'm just saying that I saw Perfect Strangers on a list of best spinoffs, uh, and I, I don't know if it was a spinoff. Lord or SVU. That's up yes. there. Yes, but as Chappelle will tell you, has the real. Uh, banger theme of a song. theme song. Mm-hmm. For my money, it's the Jeffersons. I think. Okay. Yeah, that's up there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. Okay. I think Frasier gets the credit for being the best spinoff of all time. Yeah, I think that's probably a popular consensus with everybody yeah. except the keeper. Mm-hmm. No, I no, listen. I, I definitely it's the most successful. Frasier was winning more awards than the Seinfelds and Friends and all those shows of of its era. So it, it was definitely very successful. Even listen, we'll we will get into Frasier. I will give it a chance when we watch it. Uh, you know, maybe next week at some point in the fishbowl, we'll watch Fraser and uh, I will, we'll reconsider it. Okay. Yeah, I think the facts of life is up there as well. Yeah. yeah. That's a, I believe that is a different strokes uh, spinoff. It is. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. So we've got a mailbag uh, coming up. We're going to take a quick break and then we're going to come right back and get into the mailbag. Jason, you're sticking around, right? Of course. All right. So I'm not too cool for school. Okay, good. All right. We'll be right back with this week's edition of the Renap mailbag. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. 
This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing, and now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. All right. We're back with the mailbag here. Episode number 127. Spinoffs are trash. and so. We're here to talk about the mailbag, uh, Akiva, after last week's Clubhouse mailbag, and uh, people seem to enjoy the Clubhouse mailbag. I thought it was very fun. I like hearing from the people. The you know one annoying thing is you can't really screen out people who you know maybe ideas you wouldn't have wanted in regular time. But there was mm-hmm. nobody who was you know was like oh I can't believe we have to. like everyone was was nice and pleasant and. And, and had something to mm-hmm. to offer. And I'm happy that anybody, you know, wants to pitch yeah. something for the show. Honestly. Although we had a nightmare with the tech on that mm-hmm. where we were uh, going along and then I ran out of hard drive space uh, in the midst. And I didn't want to tell people on Clubhouse like, hey, could you all just uh, stop down for a second while I figure this out on my end? So I just kept going and then I had to restore from my back out my backup. And then uh, the backup I had not realized was uh, recording a little too hot. Uh, hot calling into my um, backup recorder and then uh, so we had some blown out parts of the audio last week so I do apologize about that. Uh, Maddie uh, in the editing booth uh, did uh, a great job uh, restoring some of that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah so I, uh, what, if you remember we ended off we had a bunch of people on hold I said anybody who's on hold wants the email yes. in we, we can uh, we'll take you guys next week so let's get to those people let's see what we would have had in-person IRL if we had stayed on the line there. Yes. Okay. What do you got? Um, let's start with Robbie. Robbie has a couple ideas for us. First, he says, uh, what about season three, episode seven of the OC? Wow. Wow. I am blown away. <laughs> California. That sounds... People want us to do a musical episode, and then they hear me sing, and people are like, mm-hmm. Robin Akiva should do musical improv. Yeah. Okay, well that sounds so no, that's, that's a, that's that sounds like you. one one hell of an idea. So it's a pass for the episode. What's the episode? Mm-hmm. Maybe you can... season three, episode seven. Hmm. Yeah, season three, episode seven. They'll see. Um, what happens on season three, episode seven? I don't. Do we even need to look? Do you care? <laughs> of course. How could I? How could I not care? All right. Fine. Um. 
we all right. We don't need to. Uh, we don't need to look at it because it doesn't seem like it's a. It's a big pitch. As Rob, uh, what's it called? All right. Let's one more. One more idea from Robbie here. Mm-hmm. The does anybody call you Robbie? Yes. Okay. The uh, he says the Eric Stein idea generator is a fresh idea of the idea I got on the wheel before Eric Stein took a yachtus. He still thinks it would be fun to have listeners pitch Eric Stein Renap ideas for him there, and then we'd come back and we'd put the favorite one on the wheel. He'd come back for that. Um, and, uh, so, you know, we get Eric Stein twice. Mm-hmm. What do you think? What do you think about one day getting Eric Stein in the show? We almost had it. We didn't. We'd love to have him on. Yeah. It would be great to have Eric Stein on the podcast, but you mm-hmm. know, uh, that, uh, Eric, I don't know what his availability is. So yeah. that's sort of like, yeah, like, uh, could you get also like, uh, put fill in the blank, Akiva, who'd be a great mm-hmm. guest to have on the podcast? Nicole Kidman. <laughs> sure. Sure. Uh, in the episode of Joey that we watched, that Joey was uh, was famous for being uh, in a picture on an identified man standing next to Nicole Kidman. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I, I'd rather Eric Stein than Kidman. I'd take either of them. I agree. Eric sometimes listens if he if he's listening here. You know, he knows where to find know. us. Yeah, you know where to find us. Have your people open invitation, money in the bank pass for Eric Stein. Absolutely, absolutely. You like an idea? Mm-hmm. Um, I should have given given a call this week. We are talking Say by the Bell, but listen, we'll we'll watch the movie. You want to watch that dumb Say by the Bell movie? We'll watch that with you. Mm-hmm. Anything you want, Eric Stein. Yeah. All right, so those were Robbie's ideas. Andrew was also on hold in the uh, clubhouse mailbag. Okay. Um, he says, "Is this uh, verified, a... Jason? Do you think people were just saying that they were on hold?" Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Like we got these within like five hundred thousand people been... say that they were at Game Six of the nineteen eighty six World Series. It should have been timestamped. Like, mm-hmm. I get your yes. email within they should, 10 screenshot minutes. Screenshot and then oh, send it. No, yeah. I did get these emails within 10 minutes, but I don't know if that's still like, uh, mm-hmm. you know, gets rid of all of our concerns that they're phonies. If mm-hmm. we find out. Anyway, uh, Andrew says, you previously rejected SNL season three, episode seven, and properly so, as it is not a notable episode. But season three, episode eight of SNL was the anyone can host episode, which is the only episode to date hosted by a random non-celebrity. In this case, 80-year-old Miskel Spillman. I think this unusual episode of SNL is worthy of the unusual path to be Renap's first season three, episode eight. Um, maybe more of a 32 fans idea. Uh-huh. With yeah, uh, super SNL historian Chester. I think that's a fun fact. Like, I did not know that. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm happy to know that fact, but I don't think I we need to dive into this episode. Yeah. To me, SNL. Jason, what do you think about the Muppet Show episode from last week? I enjoyed it. Um, I'm a big Muppet show guy. Mm-hmm. Um, I was a little behind, so I did not hear that you guys were doing that or else I would have pitched me as a guest for that. Cause I uh, love the Muppets. Yeah. You guys, you guys talked about screech as being like the gonzo yes. of the, yes. of the thing. I think, think he's more of a beaker. Beaker. Like, he's very tall, yeah. cylindrical. I can see him going like meep, meep, meep all over the place and running mm-hmm. around. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think I we could have used a, a guest last week that I feel like I know Akiva, we always get feedback. Oh, you should do more episodes with Robin Akiva. But I feel like that uh, you weren't super into the Muppets. And then uh, I just it didn't was, know much about the Muppets. Yeah, I feel like you, you voted against the Muppets every step of the way. True. Uh, and so, like, I feel like that there wasn't a ton of juice uh, coming in for uh, season three episode seven of the Muppets. I think it's hard to talk about uh, a sketch show in the context mm-hmm. of like uh, doing a recap. So. Yeah, I felt like that uh, season three, episode seven of Muppet Show was uh, a tall uh, order. So I don't know if I'm dying to jump into SNL. No, I don't think we need to do it. I just thought it was a fun fact. And I said I'd read these ideas. So 
reading the ideas. This one is from Kyle. Kyle was also on hold. He says, Robin Akiva played the hustler. He said there was a lot of hype around the hustler a few months ago. And Rob recapped a, a few episodes with Taryn Armstrong. And they talked about playing on a podcast, but nothing ever became of it, he says. Hmm. I think it would be best, work best, if one of you two hosts and the other one plays with four other guests. It's best that the players don't know a lot about each other. And that's why I think uh, only one of you should play. Well, ostensibly, the listeners would know something about the one of us that plays. Um, so what, what do you think? What do you think? Tell me about Didn't the hustler. How does it work? Do this about with uh, the schmuck? Isn't it similar yeah. to that? Yeah, it's I don't very know how similar. The works. It's very oh, similar. It is. Okay. Yes. Okay. Too similar. Hmm. Already did that. Maybe for the sequel. Uh, Felipe was also on hold. Rob. He says, as for a cult movie, we asked everyone for a cult movie last week when they were in, on Clubhouse with us. What about the B movie? He says, should that be in the crappy movie diaper? Has Jerry Seinfeld? <laughs> yeah. Plus uh, a woman cheating on her husband with a B. So I'm very open to the idea of the B movie, but I know somebody else was talking about an idea for a, a B movie recap. Okay. Um, well, let them have it. I don't know uh, why either of us should do it, but I think it's like pretty in the middle there, but God bless whoever wants to do that. And um, uh, one more. Felipe, the throwback Tupperware. My pitch is a mechanism, he says. The throwback Tupperware. Uh, which was also been called the childhood bucket. I think I even pitched in the past or maybe told Rob at some point. It's uh, It would be late 90s, early 2000s movies that people grew up on. The throwback Tupperware. Lots of opportunities for Disney Channel original movies and o- other properties that you could go into. Mm-hmm. They aren't necessarily crappy movies, but they also aren't boomer movies. Jason, what do you saying on the uh, Disney Channel original movie uh, Tupperware? <laughs> um... <laughs> I used to be a big fan of the Disney Channel original movies, so I would I would enjoy that. Um, they mm-hmm. were I would, they were of a time. I was probably in the middle of the Disney Channel original movie boom. There are probably several that I haven't seen in the later years mm-hmm. of that phenomenon, but I would enjoy that. Yeah, yeah. Go for it. I feel like that you know all sorts of different TV. I feel like it's it's hard to pinpoint like uh what what age you are because I don't know. I feel like you know mm-hmm. a lot about a lot of boomer TV shows, but I don't think that you are. Uh, as old as me, so no, I'm I'm 35 years young, mm-hmm. but I Look am this a guy chi- being the youngest on the podcast. <laughs> but I am a child of TV. Yeah, TV was my was my babysitter for. Would you a say long you were time. raised by TV? Yes, for sure. Okay, um, I was raised by a single mother who had to, you know, was very busy, so TV raised me a lot. Yeah, um, TV has tablets back then. Yes, so uh, you know, I was a big fan of Nick at Night. Is why I know so many Boomer shows, uh, and you know. It's, many different networks that showed old shows I used to watch. So yeah, that's why I know so much about all. I'm in, I'm in a similar, but I don't know. I don't think I have the knowledge. I, like Jason, like we really haven't stumbled. Like he really knows his stuff. Even talking to him offline. Like he, um, he, he really knows a lot about these shows, but I also think like I, I have the boomer shows and like the modern shows. Um, but I, I, I'll say this about the, like, but the Disney classic, I think I'm like a little bit too old for, I miss them. Mm-hmm. I don't know much about them. Here's what I have to say about about them. Let's watch the High School Musical thing because that is a Disney yeah. classic original movie that just happened to be a huge hit, right, Jason? Yeah, it, it, that was the one movie that had a, like a meteoric rise. I think even the third one may have uh, premiered in theaters, if I remember correctly. Mm-hmm. I'm not positive about that, but I think that might have been what happened. But it was like, like it, a regular movie that just happened to be an unbelievable hit. Right, exactly, yeah. Um, it was like any other Disney Channel original movie, but it just became yeah. insanely popular. <laughs> So let's watch that, and then if if that's a if if that's a big hit, we can go mm-hmm. back to the Tupperware. Yeah, and, and uh, let's see how the first one goes. Um, while all right, so those were the pitches that were on hold last week. Jason, do you have any pitches for us? 
I got a few here. Yes. Um, so um, I do have Rob and Akiva cross over. So another TV phenomenon. To the other side? Spinoffs. No. Uh, <laughs> similar to spinoffs, another TV phenomenon is the crossover where two yes. different casts cross over in between each of their shows. So you guys have a big uh, universe for Renap. Mm-hmm. Um, so my pitch was your superhero characters, um, freeze frame and what? Oh my God. What was the other one? I don't have it now. <laughs> yeah. Well, it was, um, uh, what, what were you, Akiva? You were the, uh, something about a couch. You were a flying I was on a couch, couch, but I don't think that was your name. Couchy. Was I couchy? No, or you, was couchy you, ri- you rode around on couchy. I rode around on couchy. And you freeze threw something frame. at people. What did I throw at people? Was it a Frisbee? I'm not a big frisbee throw. Was it a, it should have been a television remote. I should have been throwing at people. We got to get Kevin Madeo. I, don't, I <laughs> yes. honestly don't remember. Okay. But uh, you guys, I, I wanted you guys to do more with your superhero characters. So I want a villain and I want all that stuff. Like, this may be something for like the Project Greenlight idea mm-hmm. um, where you guys cross over with many of the several characters you guys have talked about in in the different episodes of Renap. So mostly the season three episode seven people. So you would cross paths with Urkel, uh, the Golden Girls, the baby from Dinosaurs, um, Larry and Balky from this Perfect Strangers. This feels like Strangers. a Royal Rumble. So yeah, something like that. But it would be like a there would be a story attached to it. Mm-hmm. Like it would be like you know some sort of quest where you guys had to collect things. And you had to you know uh, run at these different characters to get them. That would be one thing. Um, see, I thought where you were going with this was so sort of like this was a spinoff to your spinoff idea of like uh, when sitcoms either had like uh, episodes where. Uh, Elaine shows up on the single guy or, or, or whatever, where a character from one sitcom shows up in another sitcom for a crossover event. I thought that's what you were pitching, uh, which I think is interesting. I would be more than willing to do that for sure. Uh, also, I was uh, thinking that maybe you were thinking that we were going to have like a crossover episode, like basically that concept, but with another podcast where then- it been pitched already, I think. I feel like, uh, but I, w- I wonder if there's like a storyline that could be con- a story told over two podcasts, Akiva. Interesting. By the way, my name was the Lazy Dodger. That Lazy was Dodger. Oh, yeah. yes, that's right. You threw a dodgeball. That's what it was. Yes, that makes sense. And it's like a steaming <laughs> dodgeball in the picture I'm looking at. Yes. Uh, any thoughts on the crossover idea? So who are we crossing over with? What's the ultimate plan? Uh, I don't know yet. Some of the different characters from like your season three, episode sevens, uh, like uh, Golden Girls, Baby from Dinosaurs, Larry and Balky from Perfect Strangers, mm-hmm. maybe Alf. Um, yeah. So this was like, this was kind of like born of, there was this uh, kind of a PSA cartoon when I was younger that had a lot of the uh, characters from a lot of different shows. Like you had the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, you had the Smurfs. Mm-hmm. Um, you had a lot of uh, the Looney Tunes, I think, were a big part of it. was like, it. don't do drugs, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I remember this. So it was that. So so that was like kind of the germ of this idea where mm-hmm. you guys, you know, run into all these different characters for whatever. Well, I reason. almost feel like this is like that's like the fan fiction. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Hmm. Okay. Um interesting. It's a yeah, there's a lot of like similar ideas. I like this idea. I think we could talk about it. Um yeah, I do, there is some fan fiction ideas. I mean, have we given up on Frail Mary? I feel like when we give up on her, that's when she's going to deliver. Mhm. It's only been three years. I'm not holding my breath. Well, you could give it to the Project Greenlight people. They could be a pitch for one of the, the movie type of things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Where do we stand with that, Akiva? Project Greenlight? Yes. Is that, well, did you talk with Sarah from Sydney about about the table read and the Project Greenlight and, and sorting Project all that Greenlight out? Project Greenlight is on the wheel. 
uh, table read is a separate idea. Yeah. Right? That's what we've established. Yes. I think if you had these characters I, I, on a table read, like your season three episode seven characters, I think that would be good too, like on a table read where people have to impersonate them. The only thing is we want to like ultimately become rich and retire from the show we pitch, Jason, and we don't have the IP <laughs> for like Alf. That's my Makes concern. Sense. Makes you sense. Know. Okay. Um, <laughs> the Alf IP. We are working on being the guy, becoming the guys who have the Alf IP. Let That'd me be funny just... if... Uh, have, like, turn to the Renap subreddit, Akiva, and uh, mention. So there's a thread up today about uh, how the first trailer for the new LeBron James Space Jam has mm. uh, been released. And that was one of the subjects of when Robin Akiva place your bets of we had a bet about uh, an over under on the Rotten Tomatoes score of Space Jam. Yes. Do you remember what the number was? Do you have it on? It appears from the comment section here, 56 looks like uh, the over-under. I had the over, you had the under. Mm-hmm. And now I have not seen it yet. It, ha- it, it dropped over Passover. I missed it. Is it leaning towards the over on 56% positive or the under? Jason, up? did you see the trailer for your new Space Jam? I actually watched it earlier today. Yes. yes did. What did you think? I thought it was good. I thought it was really reminiscent of the first one. I was a big fan of the first one. I was a kid. I even had the, I probably have the CD of the soundtrack line right here somewhere. Um, yeah, I was a, bit, a huge fan of the first one. And the second one looks, looks pretty good as well. Yes. Okay. How are you feeling, Akiva? I think it's going to be a huge flop. I think there's a lot of LeBron haters that are going to troll the Rotten Tomatoes down. Now, it's audience I believe, score, we no, said. I believe this is critic score. Okay. Well, even, even among the critics, LeBron has some mm-hmm. trolls. I'm not one of them. I'm, I think LeBron is better than MJ famously. Mm-hmm. Um, I, um, I, I'm not nervous about, the, about going over the 56. Yes. I, I've seen also some people have said that they made uh, Lola Bunny too attractive in the new Space Jam. She got it a was actually off. the opposite. The opposite. They were, she yeah. was too attractive in the first oh, one. They, they, so they, they, have, she, they gave her a glow down? Yes. They have turned her down for this new one. Oh, okay. Akiva. Then also, uh, one of the other things that was uh, being discussed on the Renap subreddit is, "Hey, whatever happened to Libra season or now Aries season?" Mm-hmm. It's everything. Capricorn, Sagittarius. Whatever. Well, it was supposed to be Sagittarius season when it was going to go back on the, on the wheel, mm-hmm. and so I know that Jenny Autumn was unavailable, but I spoke with her recently, and she says it's ready to go. Oh my gosh! Let's go. Put it on. I mean, it's basically on the wheel, but put it on the wheel. Okay. If, uh, a welcome, should we have a welcome back Cotter theme song for things that are we're off the wheel yes. that are back? <laughs> yes. If something is off the wheel and we have to put it back on. Yeah, there you go. That's funny. Back here where um, we need you. All right. Back yeah, on the wheel. For- for a TV theme, theme song, bracket three. The Welcome Back Cotter theme song. <laughs> yeah. That'd be a good um, one. Jason, do we, do we miss anything for the TV theme song bracket, in your opinion? Uh, to be honest, this might be a hot take, but that's uh, Say by the Bell College Years theme song. I thought was really good. Oh! oh come <laughs> Are you serious? Yeah, I'm serious. Oh. I, I enjoy it. I like that. I, I remember know, I, enjoying it when I used to watch it. I agree. You know, I agree. But imagine putting that up there. It would be funny. Like I'm sure there's a horrible show with an amazing theme song, right? Like a like oh, a show you know that my, on Amazon it was like completely like uh, I'm thinking of the Joey theme song uh, that on uh, the version that I watched it was just like dead air like they was like they went to no music like I guess they couldn't license it on Amazon 
You got to check that out. It's hot fire. Yeah. No, okay. it's a very good theme song. I agree. I agree. Um, I didn't know if he was joking or not, but yeah, it was. I remember it well, but uh, that would be, yeah, I don't think he got any votes, say, by the Belt of College years. Okay. A um, couple more. Jason, do you have anything else? Uh, I did have a couple things. Sure. Um, you did a rise and fall of JTT. That was a rise and fall of a person. Yes. I want to do a rise and fall of a concept, and I am TV crazy. So I said rise and fall of TGIF. Hmm. Hmm. We talk about the most popular shows in TGIF and how it, you know, diminished over the years and the history of TGIF and all that good stuff. Does it not exist anymore? Like, do they have sitcoms on Friday Night ABC? I don't even know. I don't think so. I think TGI, I think Fridays are pretty much reserved for like murder shows. Like, mm. why did this person get murdered? They should they go back stuff. to TGIM. Thank God it's murder. And it's <laughs> just a bunch of murder shows. Okay. Um, I do think there's a TGIT where it was like Shonda Rhimes shows on Thursdays. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let's see. Uh, ABC schedule on Fridays. Uh, what are they doing on a Friday night? Okay. So this upcoming Friday. I don't think they have the schedule that far in advance. Uh, who knows? They're still deciding. Who knows what's going on? <laughs> I don't know. I don't watch a lot, a lot of network TV. Also, mm-hmm. so, um, yeah. Um, so I wonder, is... is Rise and fall of the entire night schedule, the best way to do that, or uh, could you like order them in power rankings? Yeah, I think you would do that. You would talk about when it started, when it ended, what the mm-hmm. what best shows were, what the worst shows were. Mm-hmm. We'd have to like watch some, I think, to really because like either we know the shows or we don't, so it would be hard to like talk about the shows we don't really know. There's something there for sure. Uh, I'd let me, I'd like to take a look after of the shows, like what was, like you know the whole list, and see like if there's anything super juicy on there. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm I'm happy to to talk TV. Um, by the way, a couple of season three episode sevens while I'm while I'm looking here. Katie says season three episode seven of House, and Christopher says season three episode seven of Sliders. Someone died during the making of that episode. It's outstanding. <laughs> what? <laughs> okay, that's what he said. Why that's is that a point for it? Uh, listen, we could ask Christopher with a K. I don't know. Well, famously, uh, season three, episode seven of Sliders was in the fishbowl. Yes, it was. It got voted out. Took it out. Yeah, it did get voted out. Should we bring it back in? I mean, I love Sliders. Jason, did you watch Sliders? I never watched Sliders. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Jerry O'Connell and a bunch of people. Like, I, I just think it's like to me that's like the epitome of like season three, episode seven, like. Can you believe this is a TV show? People sliding into alternate universes. Akiva, what alternate universe would you want to go to? Uh, to mm-hmm. me, I feel like that that's great fodder for a season three, episode seven. Should we bring it back? Is this the second thing we're bringing back in this episode? <laughs> I say let's. We have multiple open spots in the fishbowl. Your nose with a rubber hose. That's right, baby. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Um, I got got, got the the ping pong balls right here. Okay, so I'm going to read you the episode, uh, season three, episode seven Mm -hmm. of of Sliders. Okay. Um, No, Wikipedia just says the name of the episode. I think it had gone off the the rails by that point. Like, I think it was into, like, I think it was on Fox for two seasons and then went to the sci fi channel, uh, got picked up. Mm-hmm. That should be a subcategory uh, yeah. of show of uh, like new same show, different network. 
Oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah, we could try that. What else? Brooklyn Nine-Nine did that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and what do you think? What do you, all right. So we'll put that in. Sliders, welcome. What's our noise for the fishbowl, though? To, uh, like, the, I did say it was going to be the 90210, but I do not have that clip. Okay. And then House. What do you think about the Oh, wait. No. Did we, did we have a, a sound for the uh, going into the fishbowl? I don't I, think we have one. Do we have one? Was it a toilet know. flushing? I don't remember. That's a crappy movie diaper. Yeah, that's a crappy movie diaper. I don't know. It's hard to keep track of all the sounds. Um, all right. Uh, season three, episode seven of House is called Son of a Coma Guy. Um, and the plot is uh, House tries to save somebody. <laughs> yeah. It's too long to read. The only think? one who could ever reach me is the son of a coma guy. What do you think? Should House, should we go, like, we could try and solve the case, see how House is going to solve it? I'm in for sliders. Uh, no House. Out on House. Out of the House. In Out on house. Sliders. Okay. Yeah. Oh, uh, wait. Is House Nation going to come for me on Twitter tomorrow? We'll see. Is there a House Nation? Yeah. Jason, you think there's a House Nation? Doubtful. Not as big Doubtful. a fandom as the Boreana stance. Yeah, I don't think mm-hmm. it's as crazy. Like the, La- the Laurie gang? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, okay yeah i think uh all right i'm I'm excited about about uh sliders i, I wonder if there's like a reason we took it out and now i don't and now i don't remember why uh greg i think you took in, it out because you, it was sci-fi and uh you felt like it was going to be too nerdy okay no i'd say i would never say something like that that mm-hmm. was old akiva <laughs> yes okay um uh, now i'm accepting of all types of people who are nerds. Mm-hmm. so um Greg says, uh, Kelly White, our friend Kelly White, has been on a bunch of episodes recently. Announced on Twitter this week she had to cancel her wedding for the second time. Robin Akiva oh, should, no. take her think, should take things into their own hands and take over Kelly's wedding. Her and her beloved Colin could get married on the podcast, on, maybe even on Clubhouse, officiated by Stephen Fishback with lots of Renap related fun and games. I think this would also count for you getting into heaven. It's mm-hmm. a can't lose idea, and you know Kelly would be in. Um, I don't think that we should plan her wedding without her uh, being part of the brainstorming. Oh, no. So he has he has a follow up that says she has consented to this idea. OK, well, why does she need Stephen Fishback to officiate the wedding if she has? No. Yeah. Well, what's wrong with me or Rob? Yeah. I see. I would be willing to have a on podcast wedding. Here's my concern. I don't think Kelly should do it mm-hmm. for a couple of reasons. One, I don't know. You have for, a problem with for, Colin? I don't know Colin at all, but I yeah. don't think he's a listener unless I'm wrong. Unless maybe she plays the, the the podcast out loud. Like, why are we bringing Colin to this world? It didn't work well with Corey and his wife, Katie, when we were trying to name their baby, right? Mm-hmm. You know, Corey was all gung-ho. Katie's like, last second, nope, not naming the baby uh, Rowan. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Um, I, if she wants to do this, I think that is a fun idea. I think we could throw a podcast wedding. Would it, would you rather do it on Clubhouse? Would that be your like? Should we have a Clubhouse wedding? I think we that's, that's like to see fun. the bride and groom. So you think it should be on video? Zoom, yeah. A Zoom wedding, yeah. Listen, if she wants to do this, we could plan it. Who would be our wedding planner? Do we know someone who'd be a good we- a Zoom wedding? I mean, planner? Look, if she wanted this, we could do it. I, I don't think that they should do this. Like, I, I agree, they shouldn't. I I think it's good for us and bad for her. Yeah, like I hope. I almost hope like. You can do this, but you're like guaranteeing you you can't have any children because I think you what? can't. You, well, listen, your children can't find out about this is what mm-hmm. I'm trying to say. But this does have to be the real wedding, right? Like this could be like a mm-hmm. for fun thing. Mm-hmm. No, it has to be the real wedding, Jason. Like we like I'm not doing a fake <laughs> wedding on our podcast. <laughs> um, You'd say no to a guys, fake wedding? Yeah, what do I want a fake wedding for? I guess so. You guys need ordained by the universal church? Yeah, 
I'm sure one of us could get it. I don't think that you could do a real wedding on a Zoom. Why not? Jason, do you have any uh, insight into this? That I'm pretty sure you can't get married over Zoom. Yeah, I don't think so. If I think you, you probably have to be like physically there with the at least the person. Yeah, first off, like they're in Canada. They're not even like yeah. let alone like uh, you know across like you state think they have lines different here. rules. Yeah, so we could send we could send the Canadian listener to like we could ordain a Canadian listener. Like maybe we'll send Haley Strong there or something, mm-hmm. and she could she could ordain she she could get ordained and, and officiate the wedding. I listen. If someone, if if we have a wedding planner listener who wants to help us plan this hypothetical wedding, reach yeah. out to me. Although this is now so Zoom, uh, so this is from brides dot com. Thanks to an executive mm-hmm. order issued by California Governor Zach Morris on April thirtieth, California <laughs> he, resident- has a, he has authority over Canada. Yes. If I'm not mistaken. Uh, are now able to obtain marriage licenses virtual rather than in person. Uh, so California will al- allow adults to obtain marriage license via video conferencing for the next sixty days. So, hmm. well, that's just obtaining a license. It's yeah. not actually like marrying. Uh, and in New York, uh, there was an executive order to obtain a marriage license remotely and allowing clerks to perform ceremonies via video conference. So, oh, there okay. you go. But uh, again, I, I don't know what Canada's laws are. But what's the content uh, of this episode? I don't know if there like, are laws other than, other than the vows. <laughs> like, yeah. Okay. Well, we'd be a whole party. Do? We'd have we'd have a band. We'd get we'd get a band. We'd have we'd have all sorts of things. Mm-hmm. I already have some some. I have ideas. My my concern is similar to Rob's in that I think it would be fun for us, and I think Kelly shouldn't do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd like to hear from Kelly that she wants this. I mean, I believe Greg. Uh, I believe this is Pinball Greg, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. Like he has, he would not pitch someone else's wedding without her permission. He said, like she has signed off on this. So I'm happy to hear from from Clubhouse Kelly. And see what uh, she has to say about this. Mm-hmm. But I, I would, I will definitely do it. I put this on the wheel tomorrow. Okay. All right. Let's find out uh, a little more information before we go ahead and do that. All right. Do you want to spin the wheel? Or do you want another idea? More ideas. Okay. Um, I could do more ideas. Uh, what if you guys watch Camp Rock with Arissa Cox, the star of Camp Rock, Robin Akiva Rock? Oh, out I'm sure she has plenty prank. of time to sit down with us for that. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure that isn't that show over soon. Big Brother mm-hmm. Canada. Yeah. <laughs> Not getting canceled? I think it's fine. I don't know. Yeah. Okay. No, I'm not. I don't literally mean canceled. I mean, like, the season's not over soon. It feels I mean, like it's it, it going on soon forever. as in, like, you know, in, in 40 days. I think, it's, yeah. I think it's halfway over. Mm. It's, it's very long. Mm-hmm. $100,000 Canadian. That's what they're playing for, Rob. Yeah. Um, and grills. grills. $10,000 <laughs> worth of grilling equipment, Akiva. That's okay. I, then I apologize. Yeah. Uh, Listeners answer Robin Akiva's questions. This is from our buddy Dan Sinensky. He says, have you ever wondered something and told yourself you should Google it or ask someone but never got around to it? This episode could be an interesting insight into the minds of Robin Akiva. You compile a list of questions and we could get ex- someone else will get experts in the community to answer them or to look up the answers. Hmm. It, could, it could even be a game where we're given multiple choice, whatever. Do you have a lot of questions you'd want answered, Rob? Uh, I feel like I do, but I probably would not be able to come up with a good list. So uh, hypothetically, if this was a podcast episode, maybe you, you and I come up with a list of like 10 questions each that we uh, submit to a researcher type person who then uh, brings in like a panel of experts to explain things to us. Um, I get like, do you, give, give an example of a question you'd want answered. What's a question you have that you think like, ooh. Uh, hmm. I wish someone would tell me. That I'm too embarrassed to ask. Okay. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, nothing is coming to mind at the moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I'm sure I have some questions. Okay. Yeah. So I don't know. I mean, we could put that in the waiting room. I don't. I, I like. I don't have any great. If I if we could like compile a list of great questions, I'm happy to do it. But I'd need like the content first. Mm-hmm. Sure. Um. All right. Uh, that's about it. That's that's really what I got for this week. Okay. A lot of people saying that the outro. Did we talk about this last week? The yes. outro rate waking people up was that a conversation? There was uh, last week? one one listener who wrote in that they were have to get into a deep sleep and then Chester singing "Minute Black" wakes them up and then uh, it's very hard for them to go back to sleep. So Jody says, "I want to weigh in on the outro sleeping concerns that people have been raising." Yes, I do regularly fall asleep while listening to a nap. This might be a problem. Maybe we got to spice up the mailbag if people are falling okay. asleep. Well, I guess yep. it's a very long show. Um and have woken up yell in the middle of the episode. Yeah. Ah! Yee. Yee. Uh and have and have been woken up by outros before, mainly the perfect strangers theme song when an app first started. I had to adapt to using a podcast app with a sleep timer. When I listen to an app, I set the sleep timer for about three minutes before the episode ends. That way I could re- enjoy an app to the almost end where I could fall asleep. Ooh, you know what we should do? We should put the 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 wheel spin within the last three minutes trick all these people who are putting on the sleep timers they're going to miss how yeah. how it ends mm-hmm. um and I could fall into a blissful sleep without being awakened by the dulcet tones of Chelsea of Chester Jason Curtis Rivera or that sweet sweet eighties theme song um, yeah all right so this seems to be a problem with the whole show that people wake up to the end to the closing theme song no matter what it is it's not a Chester specific issue so should we have no closing music. No, you should watch it, or listen to the show during the day. This is, sounds like a them problem, okay. not an us problem. All right. Well, the person who wrote to me about the Chester theme song said, uh, like, oh, I love the end of the Renat podcast with the Perfect Strangers outro. You and Akiva had me laughing so hard when you were discussing my note. Uh, I especially appreciate uh, Akiva being horrified by the thought of waking up to Chester rapping. How do that you make everything funny. so funny? Okay. Uh, mm-hmm. see, well, see, I get nice feedback and I'm like, oh, let me do what I, the, like all these people that send me mean feedback. Then I say, oh, now I spite you. Um, no, I, yeah, let, let's send more, you nice catch feedback, more people. flies with honey than vinegar social mm-hmm. media. How many flies do you want to catch though? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. A weird expression. Okay. So that being said, this person says, uh, I like having podcasts on when I go to bed, but for the long podcast, I might listen to an hour of it and then fall asleep and then uh, pick it up from the morning where I can remember. So I do listen to the podcast all the way through, just not in one sitting. And then you get more downloads and clicks from this listener. Hmm. So right, I'm maybe, maybe we want them to stay asleep to so they have to listen yes. to it again tomorrow. Stay asleep and listen again. We get double clicks. I don't think that works. <laughs> I don't think it works. Unless you're playing like, it off the website. Double yeah. download. Yeah. Like a mm-hmm. double download we'd accept. The double click I don't think really helps us. You're just yeah. listening in two clumps. Mm-hmm. Jason, do you have so a favorite outro for this show? Oh, the Men in Black is definitely my favorite one. Mm-hmm. Sure. It's so cringy. Cool. It's, it's great. Ma- Master Napper 2 coming soon. Yes. Maybe could we get Chester to s- reperform the Men in Black song, but sort of like do it like sort of like more like a sultry... Sort ASMR? Of like, yeah. Either whisper? Like, yeah. I want you guys to make him do it live for the other week for the theme song bracket. I doubt he would have done this. <laughs> yeah. What do you think about that? A remix. Like, what if he slows it down? Uh, he's up. He's welcome to do it. I think he's like a little embarrassed by it. If he wants to do it, um, I'm happy. And then he'd get a mulligan. 
You could do it better. Yeah, I've always wanted a mulligan. Mm-hmm. It's not a bad idea. Okay. Chester whispering the men's <laughs> life. <laughs> Got some ASMR for you. Okay. All right. So ultimately, uh, what do we we put? Airy season on on the wheel this week. Airy season in the wheel and sliders in the fishbowl. Yes. Okay. And that was so airy season of eligible next week. Um. Well, we give it a week. Uh. To uh, let it sort of uh, settle. How about mm-hmm. that? Okay. Is that still Aries though? Next week? I don't. I don't know yeah. when. I April think it's ends. just uh, getting going. Okay. Aries are just getting going. Okay. Good to know. Okay. All right. Akiva. Season three, episode seven is mm-hmm. back in the mix uh, this week. Then the coin flip, the crappy movie diaper, people's choice. You are a shark week. So, Chicken. Jason, you had asked what's on ABC Friday nights these days. It happens to be Shark Tank. Oh. So that could be the fall of TGIF is Shark Tank now. Thanks, Shark. It's Friday. Yes. So do you think quicksand is a good idea? No, I don't think quicksand's a good idea. Okay. I'm, I'm anti-quicksand. Well, it's done. After, after Shark Week, we said we're putting quicksand in quicksand. So nobody has to worry okay. after Shark Week. Shark Week is a few weeks away from uh, going down the tubes. Uh, Spin Off Star Trash was our podcast today. The sequel mechanism, uh, Kiva, what's that? Just the census? Just the census, yeah. Okay. I want to do the census already. Problem with this weird thing is we, can't, we don't pick ourselves. Mm-hmm. HGTV shows are trash. Uh, Robin and Kiwi get Trek, Podcast mm-hmm. Power Hour, Sex and a Kiwi, High School Musical. Uh, potentially, that's going to be what what do we call it? the 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 throwback Tupperware. Tup- throwback Tupperware. Okay, mm-hmm. guest choice. Jason, are you ready mm-hmm. to go? Ooh, are you locked in? I'm ready, first, baby. First person ever. That would be such power. I'm okay. Ready. Cheaters is in the. I feel like we need some branding for cheaters. Rob, I think Robin Keefe R. Cheaters is a funny name for that episode. Mm, Do you guys yeah. really want that out there on the web? Well, I, listen, there's worse things out about it. Mm-hmm. Imagine, like, I'm sure Nicole is a big subscriber to the RIGP yeah. podcast feed. She just passes that, uh, that you know, maybe she we get her, we trick her into listening to the episode. Well, Akiva, this week, yeah. Nicole know, did the uh, Real Housewives of uh, News AF, and now... Mm-hmm. I feel like now where she's uh, ready to go with uh, Nicole and Mara need a podcast. Yeah, I don't. I think Mara's retired from podcasting after the ten minutes on uh, mm-hmm. um, the episode we, we did about the Flintstones. Uh, I yeah, I, I, that got great reviews. I watched it; it was wonderful. Um, I do think like uh, she should come on this show next, mm-hmm. Nicole. Uh, yeah, she's gonna, yeah, we got to get her on, but maybe maybe when the Sopranos season three episode uh, season. Season three episode. Okay, people were up. pitching. Uh, it was it should be Mara and Nicole need a co- podcast so we could have uh, Manap. It's a good name. Mm-hmm. I, I really think Mara's just like somehow less interested than in, than your wife in, in all of this mm-hmm. stuff. Okay, but maybe maybe Nicole could like uh, get her into it. Maybe I'll 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 ask her. I think she's asleep, but I'll ask mm-hmm. her. Yeah. Okay. What would they do? Would they watch a season three episode seven? Whatever the wheel says they do. Oh, they have to do whatever comes up on the wheel? But see, <laughs> yeah. I feel like it would be that that would be on the wheel, and then we would oh. spin the wheel again, and they would have to do one yeah, of our of ideas? Yeah, like, they're doing do Sex in a Kiwi? Oh, boy. Yeah. I mean, that might be nice, them talking about Sex in the City. I they're wonder if they should have their us. own wheel. Their own wheel? Okay. That's a good idea. They should have, like, what would be on the wheel? Do you have any, Jason, do you have any pitches for our wives' wheel? 
the wife wheel. Why, why Rob and Akiva suck. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's there. That gets yeah. 12 spots. Yeah. <laughs> well, like, uh, would it be a wife wheel? Should should there be something else? Like, I wonder if it should um, be sort of like maybe like the greatest hits of like shows we've already done of like sort of like uh, whether it's a answer, you know, 98 questions or like just like, like a... a yeah, go back to like the greatest hits from you know our first. So it's uh, all sequels. It's like sequels to stuff we've done. Yeah, yeah like How I Met Your Dad, like different. different yeah, because then we uh, would like sort of on. vetted the idea of whether we know what's good and what's not. Um, interesting. All right, all right. Mm-hmm. Well, send submissions for this episode. That will definitely one day happen for sure. Yes. Okay. Um. So, uh, real or fake? Housewives. Uh, Project Greenlight. Uh, life-sized and the airy season has been uh, mm-hmm. back added to the wheel. Okay? Okay. Mm-hmm. So that's what's coming up here for episode number 128, Akiva. We're getting there. That's one of your numbers. 28 is my number? 128. Why is that my number? Isn't it double 64? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That is true. Yeah. I didn't know what you meant. I did, yes. Double 64. Will we get to 256, the next one? Who knows? Okay. All right, here uh, we go. Um, and eight away from uh, Dr. Mike also. Oh, 10 away, sorry. 10 away from Dr. Mike. Okay. All right. We should get him uh, primed and ready. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, here we go. And guess, episode number 128. Would be so funny. Can you believe it, Akiva? All right. What? HGTV shows are trash. Mm-hmm. Long anticipated mm-hmm. for many years, John John pitched. It's here. John John's dream has finally come. I'm excited to watch some HGTV shows. Okay, you Jason, you watch any HGTV? Yes, love HGTV. Oh, okay. Well, what what shows do you like on HGTV? Uh, there's Flipper Flop. Um, there is Love or Listed. I love Love, love or Listed. Yeah. Uh, the property brothers are pretty good. I like them. So yeah, uh, we bought a house a few years ago, and right before that, we like were on HGTV twenty four. Yes, yes. Uh, so yeah, I've, I've been watching Love It or Listed. We used to watch that a lot uh, a few months ago. My wife likes the property brothers. I'm not crazy about them. They're fine. They seem like a little like uh, androidy. Personality. It might be computer people. Did mm-hmm. my old buddy Zooey marry one of the property brothers? Is that who she married? I don't know if she's married to him, but they are dating, I believe. Okay, fine. Okay. All right. So next week, talk about HGTV shows are trash. Okay. Uh, do you have anything that, Jason, you feel like that we should definitely cover next week? Uh, I do think you got to do flip or flop. Because you can talk about the personal drama of the uh, of the hosts. Yes. Okay. Uh, Why well, they would, had a lot of drama. Oh yeah. It would probably you would probably have to talk about the earlier seasons of Flip or Flop because now they are not together and have two different shows. Oh. Uh, so yeah, one called Flip and one called Flop. Like how they switch, how they <laughs> the what marriage was a flop? flop. People. Yeah. Their, yeah. Their marriage is definitely a flop. Somebody flip. Who are they, yeah. Jason? Uh, Tariq and I was about to say Tariq and Hazel. Right. <laughs> Yeah. Uh Tariq and Christina, something or other. That's oh, I don't know their that. last name. Okay. Hmm. Yeah. Uh and do we have an issue? Is that uh Tariq are cheaters? Is that what the problem was? I 
I think Christina might have been our Christina our cheaters. Sure. It might have, it, it yeah, might have been no. both of them. I'm not positive, but it was a lot of drama surrounding that. So I think that'd be fun to at least talk about. <sighs> yeah, uh, I'm looking at flop lover listed. And yeah, Prop so I, I googled it and it says people also ask, did Christina uh, cheat on Tariq with Ant? Uh, yes. And then I am linked to an article that says what affair? Tariq insisted his wife and on screen partner Christina did not cheat on him. Okay, and then I got that like. Yeah, yeah, like uh, <laughs> WandaVision <laughs> wing. Yes. He says, he says that she wasn't cheating on me. He says he knew about his wife's fling. But yeah, I guess if you, if you know about it, is it cheating, Akiva? Put that on the census. If you know about it, is it cheating? Um, <laughs> that's a great census question <laughs> for a 100% yes answer. <laughs> so it is still, it is cheating if uh, you know about it? Look, people's relationships are, are different. That's funny. Um, yeah, I mean, I guess if it's allowed, then it's not yeah. cheating. Like, he said if she was wasn't per- cheating at me, on me. Uh, he was at my home and behind the scenes, but I actually have not seen him since. So I guess that's, uh, th- that's not cheating. I don't know. We got a lot to unpack here. Uh, really, a, a lot more emphasis on the home than the garden, Jason. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. I don't know any shows that are about gardens, actually. I'm not sure. <laughs> to be honest, I think most of them are about homes. Yeah. All right. So, uh, a lot to unpack. Okay. Good mm-hmm. stuff. All right. Uh, Jason, where can people keep up with you? I'm on Twitter at JAYR1085. That's right. Okay. Uh, one of the all-time great Twitter handles. Yes, yes, of course. Jason, uh, are you watching uh, anything else interesting these days? I'm watching Hell's Kitchen, which I'm enjoying. I watched it earlier today. Uh, watching everything, Big Brother Canada, uh, Challenge Original, and All Stars. Mm-hmm. All that good stuff. Okay. All right, and then Akiva, what do you have coming up this week? Um, I am, uh, you know, hopefully. About to watch uh, UCLA beat Gonzaga, but probably not. Um, and then I am. What am I doing? I know we got a bunch of uh, 32 fan stuff in the hopper. We got uh, season two, episode six of New Girl on NGOG, mm-hmm. the old guy. Uh, we on, but last week on 32 fans, we had Rob. We had Rob and me and Chester talk about the Mets season preview. Mm-hmm. And. Um, we also had a, a classic episode of me and Chester have an all-time fight about a, mm-hmm. a little bit of a betting snafu that people really seem to enjoy. Yeah, that was fun. That was very fun. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So, uh, a, lot, a lot of fun on that. This week, we had uh, Brian Scally on NGOG yes. last week. Yes. So, a lot of, a lot of, uh, I did a lot of podcasts, except I did fall asleep during the most recent. I slept through the last 32 fans report. Whoops. But we'll, you we'll you missed out. it because you were sleeping. I mean, I mean, I don't think it happened without me, but yeah. I missed it because I fell asleep. Yes. Okay. All right. Um, well, thank you for showing up here today and not sleeping through this podcast. I've, I don't think I've ever fallen asleep during this show. Yeah. We're, we're Seinfeld. I don't think I've ever fallen asleep podcasting with you. No greater compliment. Mm-hmm. Um, what outro should we play today? Jason, it's, it's listeners' uh, guest choice. It's gotta be Men in Black. It's no other. Okay. No other okay. Men in Black. All right. I'll play Men in Black, but I'll, I'll play it at like half volume. Is that a compromise for everybody? Perfect. Okay. All right. Of course, uh, so much going on on RHAP. And make sure you check out everything we have uh, going on both on the podcast and then over 
in our Patreon feed where we're going to have a patron five for five, 200. Maybe I could pitch Nicole on some Manap episode ideas. Beautiful. Beautiful. I would like, uh, tell her some of the stuff we've done since I'm sure she's not super aware. Ask yeah. her if any of them interest her. She might be riding high after Wives of News AF. Well, here's the thing. My wife wouldn't do it. But if somehow UCLA wins tonight um, and, and you know, I fall into this incredible windfall, I feel like my wife will, uh, will you know, she'll feel she'll so be open to more things. Me. Yeah. You're open to more things like, like podcasting with Nicole. Okay. All right. So thank you so much for listening to us today. We are going to be back with episode number 128 next week. HGTV shows are trash. Okay. Everyone, here comes the very quiet Chester singing the Men in Black. For your own protection. So go with your life. Look at the Roswell crap. Show love to the black suit. Cause that's the man in. That's the man in. Here come the man in black. Here they come. Galaxy to